Are you a brew head? I'm a brew head. Are you a brew head? I'm a brew head. Y'all a brew heads? Yeah, we brew heads. So pour a glass of craft beer. We do this. Yeah. What's good, y'all? This is C Certified Brewhead, and welcome to episode seven of Beer Nuts, the podcast, our quarantine edition from our adjunct series. Once again, as always, I have my co-host Tiffany Alexis with me. How you doing, babe? Hello, everybody. I'm great. How are you? I am delightful. It is Friday. Just quarantining Man's and chilling, here. you know. It's really all yeah. any of us are doing. Well, except half of Quebec, but let's not talk about that. <laughs> no. Yeah, that's a whole other. Conversation. It's all of the conversation. Stay home, stay safe. Stay home, stay safe. Exactly right. So the last, if you've been listening, the last four weeks we have had no three weeks, I guess. Uh, this is the fourth in a row we have had guests. We have been uh, focusing thus far on our personal friends in the game, yeah, our beer media mates. Um, you know, people that we've had on the podcast before. Okay, and... I can kind of hear in the background there. Yes, but you can't because I muted them. Oh, I muted this. Oh, that's the, why I can the hear. Skype thing. Okay. Yeah, right. <laughs> Um, so this evening you would have seen this gentleman last on, uh, we did a top 10, uh, breweries in Quebec and a collaboration giveaway, uh, at the top of last year with, um, for the holidays, which was really, really fun. It was a yeah, great episode was and the contest was sick. It was the biggest thing we'd ever done. Yeah. It was breweries, huge. All the top 10 breweries were very, very gracious with donating their prizes. So that was a lot of fun. We had the blackout during that video, which was hilarious. Oh yeah. The film with, with candlelight. my candlelight. That was actually really romantic and sweet. It yeah. was, you know, yeah. we made it work. We made it work. And we just hung out in the dark for like hours it was, after that. I think it was one to two hours. Yeah. There you go. Like it wasn't as bad as we thought. But it was, it was a good time. Exactly. So it's a good time. So this gentleman, you would know him from his podcast, Vox and Hops, and from his world-famous metal band, Cryptopsy, uh, Matt McGacky, my mans. Welcome. Hey, how you doing? Good, bro. How are you? Good, good. It's good to see you. Likewise, man. The last time we spoke, it was a drunken evening like a, I, I, I think it was on Zoom even funnier enough. I think it was just like, yo, what are you doing? <laughs> and it was like 2 a.m. and everyone was trashed. And it was a good time. It uh, was, uh, we got it on my side. I got pretty intense. <laughs> yeah, you were wild, bro. I was, I was thinking I was drinking water by the end of it, and you would just kept going, grabbing another 7% IPA. Uh, yeah, every Thursday I get my delivery from uh, Witsun Bier. And uh, I went Ooh, a bit nice. deep that day. It was after a Vox and Hops Thirsty Thursday <laughs> hang. I, I was on a Ooh. high. And I called you, and uh, we hung out until 2, 3 in the morning. And I woke up the next morning going, what the hell did we talk about? I think it was 3.30, just to be clear. Wow. We always end up right? talking a lot, so you guys are in for a good one tonight. Oh, yeah. It's oh, always, yeah. Uh, like what we were saying earlier, it's like, oh, damn, how long is this going to be? But uh, I feel like, the ca- like I was saying, the camera batteries die at about 2 and a quarter, 2 and a half hours. So that usually keeps us going. Otherwise, we literally could just be here all night and uh, <coughs> yapping away. Oh, yeah. It's wild. I love it. So first things first, Uncle Maddie. We have uh, three beers each this evening that we're going to be going through. Uh, the second one, we actually have the same beer. That huge, huge thanks to a good friend of ours. We'll give him a shout uh, when we get to it. And then we have a similar-ish beer for the last one. But this first one is a fun one. Do you want to tell them about your beer? Yes. This is a very special beer to me because it was a brewed for a party that never happened, uh, thanks to the world that we live in right now, COVID world. Uh, I am the sponsor of a tour called Devastation on the Nation, which is a metal tour which my band Cryptopsy (coughs) has headlined in the past. And this year's lineup was uh, Rotting Christ, Borknagar, Wolfheart, Abigail Williams, and Imperial Triumphant. And I was doing these after parties or pre-show parties at craft beer places 
in Canada. I had one in Vancouver. I had one in Toronto. I had one here in Montreal. I had one in Quebec City. And in Toronto, uh, Henderson Brewing Company very graciously actually brewed a beer for it. And this is called Devastation. It is a black lager. It is my first canned collab. So I was super stoked. Yeah. And a uh, huge shout out to Jamie Morris for nicely making sure that I got a few of these so that I can share them with my friends and use them uh, during things uh, such as this and just to enjoy. So this is a black lager. It clocks in at 7.6%. It is uh, absolutely delicious. Yeah, like A, a black lager at 7%, eh? Wow. That's, that's boozy as hell. Is it the, the, does the booze hidden in the Daca malts? Absolutely. You don't, you don't taste it whatsoever. It's like super malty caramel and then with a super hoppy bite. It's it's absolutely fantastic yeah amazing yeah henderson are really really uh great with this type of style they do traditional stuff like super really well. well yeah i'm appreciating them more and more because at first they weren't super interesting to me then we went there and we tried a bunch of stuff and then they've been sending their pr stuff and we spoke with the owner and he took us around and yeah and it kind of just like all right i get what you're doing sometimes yeah. you don't understand what's happening with a brewery until you sort of go there visit Talk, talk to, to them. them, yeah. Yeah, it's very, very cool. Uh, Noah Forrest is saying, too much sexy on the screen right now. Oh, well, thank you, Noah. <laughs> <laughs> Get off my wife, Noah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and Noah said, go on, sorry. No, 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 I was going to say, just wait till we all do this together, then in, oh, the world will just that's- crumble. It's going to be over. I think uh, we're going to break life. We're going to break it. He also said he didn't get a can. <laughs> it's coming. It's coming. It's coming. I, I have to, <laughs> I have to make a trip Steve. to the mailbox for all of you. There you go. Yes, I can't wait. I'm excited to, to get that. And Steve out there in Brizzy says METAL in all caps. He's about, Steve, do you know Cryptopsy? Let me know if you know Maddie's band. Uh, have you guys toured Australia? You guys toured Australia. Australia. I have toured Australia once. The band has toured Australia, I want to say, three times in total. I could be wrong there. Correct me if anyone knows. Uh, But I have gone to Australia once. We did Sydney, Melbourne. um, It's Melbourne. Perth. And Adelaide. Does that make sense? Yep. Yeah. Yep, yep, yep. They're the only cities that anyone ever goes to. So that's that's what we did. And we started off in Wellington, New Zealand, which had a crazy cool craft beer scene, actually. Yo, dude, New Zealand is out of control. Like, killing the game. Noah with the love hearts. Love you, Noah. (laughs) <laughs> the um, the they have a beer festival every year called Biavana, and it's like all the Aussies go out there. Like the best beer in the southern hemisphere is definitely like Australia is a very close second, but New Zealand is dominating. Yeah, I had a good very, time very at cool. the Garage Project. Garage Project, yeah, they're killing it. Yeah. yeah, they have they they're very good. They do a lot of imports into Australia. Luckily, so whenever I go back, I get to try them. They do a lot of. They were the early adopters for the haze. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. People were there. So crack your beer, and as in the same theme, we are rocking our. Hang on, let me move this in front of my face. There we go. It's all backwards. Our collab with uh, Echo Session Ales and Broadway Microbrasserie Love Dust, a Session Kavik New England IPA with red glitter dust. That I really thought people would be like beer purists. What is going to taste now? Yeah, this is actually canned in January. Yeah. Oh, oh shit. <laughs> <laughs> He's a professional, luckily, people. Luckily, it didn't go on the carpet here. Well, kudos to that magazine, eh? Jesus Christ. I loved it. I, I love that beer, magazine. actually. It, yeah. Uh, yeah. It came out, um, it just exploded, so I don't know. It was, uh, so I guess we'll see how it goes. We, uh, we brewed it. it. It was canned January 16th. So that makes it four months old. And it's a technically, even though it's glitter, I have to go actually wash my hands because I literally I can't just dry this for, for two hours. Yeah. Oh, you're gonna. I'm gonna. Okay. 
Don't worry, I can talk um, a bit. Don't worry, I got it. Yes, but yeah, <laughs> it was like some concern. So do you want to talk about your beer and I will go and wash myself? Sure. Um, this beer pours out nice and dark. The Devastation from Henderson Brewing Company from Toronto. Uh, it smells like um, slightly sweet malty. Yeah, high on that hop bite right at the end. Delicious malty profile. Love it to death. Super stoked that I got to have this. And I really, really liked Love Dust. As much as everyone, it got a lot of attention because of the glitters in it. It is actually a good beer at the end of the day. And that, I think that's really important. And uh, the... the <laughs> The the I, I I told JF this and I'll tell you I don't know if I told you it's the Ramstein of craft beers because Ramstein is pretty good for a metal band but it's all about the show but luckily their music is 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 great and and the songs are catchy so luckily Love Dust is actually a good beer and I really like the it's it's got the Sabro hops in it I love Sabro hops to death it's it's my hop of choice right now. I heard that Sabro is the most fire of all the hops. You use fi- uh, Sabro in a dark lager? No, no, I'm talking about your beer. Oh yeah, look at that! Doing me job for me. <laughs> um, yeah, it's. I'll see if I can pour it in front of the can because it's like it's just like foaming up a ton. What? It's just we we're sitting on like a rug and like a bright red beer would be not a devastation. fun. To, Definitely it would be now. a devastation. Yes. <laughs> oh, Tiff, you are a marketing hey, I'm genius. Fine with the theme, you know. We still have more, but you, I don't know if you can really see the the, can, the glitter yeah, in that. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah, yeah, a little bit. She's looking good. She's still there. So we'll top it up as we go. So did you you talk through the tasting notes of your one? I did, yes. And then I told her, I said that your beer is the Ramstein of craft beers because Ramstein is a metal band that has a crazy good show, but they actually have good songs. Right. And, and that, so that's what your beer could have been. It could have just been all about the show, but the beer is actually quite good. Okay. Well, I appreciate that. that. It's yeah. one that came out good. So first of all, cheers, guys. Cheers. Cheers, Maddie. Cheers, everyone watching. Cheers. What are you guys all drinking? Let us know. Not bad stuff. Hey, yeah. Four months old. Still hoppy. Still tastes of Sabro. It's got the same uh, dusty profile it had. Mm. Yeah. I like it. Not, I'm happy with not that mad. for sure. Yeah, not mad at all. Um, Do you think that it's, yeah. it has more life because of the Kavik in it? Do you know what? That's actually a really great uh, point. It might be a little bit elongated um, as opposed to other yeasts. Um, it, I guess the hops will probably drop first because technically like the, the beer itself, when you see it before the glitter Thank dust, you. you're welcome. It's like, like bright yellow. It looks like any other... New England IPA. So yeah. I would imagine that it would probably drop. Like the color hasn't changed at all. No. But I, right? Like it looks exactly the still just pretty a shimmery. Still. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. I'm happy Very with that. Cool. Yeah. Look at that. Two cool. collabs. Mm-hmm. Uh, Steve in Brizzy is saying, yes, I love me some death metal. It's kind of a bit freaking awesome just having Matt react to my comment. So he's very happy. Oh, cute. Oh, cheers oh, to sorry. Steve. Sorry. Cheers Kudus, to Steve. Kudus and not the right just way. to go the other way, Noah says, get, get your, your shit, shit together, together. guys. <laughs> You get, a, you get love and hate on this YouTube platform, you know? 
Uh, someone else said, movies for dudes. Says, wait, the guy from Cryptopsy does a metal craft beer podcast? So tell us about that, man. Damn right he does. Absolutely. So Vox and Hops is all about me sitting down with fellow metal musicians to talk about their lives, music, and craft beer. I started this in October 2018, and I have just released today episode number 143. It has been uh, a, wi- a wild ride. I love it. I've always loved craft beer obviously like metal and I whenever I was out on tour I would always just sit down with anyone that I was touring with and just pick their brain I always tend to ask in a nice way interesting questions that nobody wants to answer but they tend to tell me so I decided to start recording these conversations and sharing it with all the all of you out there so that's Vox and Hops uh, right now with the pandemic I am releasing three episodes a week on Mondays Wednesdays and Fridays I hope to keep up the pace but we'll see how that goes as life somewhat returns to normal if I ever get sent back to work full-time right that's dope it's good that you stepped up the uh, content yeah that content production's crazy took advantage of um, yeah of the whole situation very, very well. Big yeah. ups. And we're going to actually talk about another run of your initiatives, your Thirsty Thursday. So technically that's four nights a week you're dropping, dropping content. Yeah. Yes, I love my Thirsty Thursdays. Something, yeah. you want to talk about it now or you want to go on to later? Yes. Um, you know what? Might as well talk about it. I'll just address these two comments. Uh, Sal Moose says, isn't Sabro relatively new on the market? Yes, that is correct. It's probably six to 12 months old, probably closer to 12, maybe even older. Um, it tastes a lot like coconut. So we put it in this beer specifically, as Matt likely explained, it just like complemented the other hops. So the tropical fruit and then it, the uh, like banana phenolic kind of vibes you get from the Kavik in a New England would have been complemented nicely by um, the Sabro and the coconut vibes, which of course, uh, unfortunately would drop over time. So when it was fresher, you probably get that coconut punch do you get it much yeah i still get a little still bit because i know you're sensitive not, to yeah, coconut because yeah, you don't love it yeah but i know it doesn't it's it's good here yeah it's yeah. good and uh, love, noah says love sabro that's my hop at do, the moment yeah yep same 100 percent uh i've got a question for you as well noah says i think it's the kavik helps so that's good. okay um what's your uh fave hop of all time oh it was mosaic when when i de- when i designed the, the vox and hops logo i mm. sent the artist an actual picture of a mosaic hops that that was right. that was my hop for for up until Sabro took over. I don't know when I when I got Sabro first. What was the first one? I think it was actually from Aralbuck. Yeah, they did. I think they did. Okay. Or was it from Cam Noctum? I can't I can't quite remember, but I remember just there's something so I guess it's the coconut is I find it like it's like flowery like glorious yeah I love it to death and there's that new uh, experimental hop that went into the the combat the, the, ch- the combat the chief yeah, the yeah, yeah, yeah. chief the hops uh, one of them I believe it's the red one has a similar profile to Sabro has that coconutty feel so I, oh, I hope that's the one that becomes a real thing because I, I I like we need more Sabro and more coconutty beers in our life could not. Agree more, sir. It's um, it's super super fire. Um, my favorite was always Idaho Seven, which is like an underrated hop I find, and you don't see it as much. But whenever I do, like Nate, actually, funnily enough, and Nathan does beer, said the same. It's his fave, and I'd like Sabro though. Like if I had the choice, I'd take Sabro right now. But up until Sabro, same deals as Mosaic, I'd say um, I'd say definitely Idaho Seven, super fire. Did you have? I'm just a classic, I guess. Is Citra? Citra, very classic. Yeah, Yeah. all the way through. Probably, yeah. Okay. Yeah. 
I feel like you'd know more about it than maybe you'd notice more when you're drinking them. Yeah, I feel like if I just you know. have it in like a single hop IPA or something, I'm pretty happy with it. Pick up the old yeah. cat piss. It's not something like Galaxy that like is so intense to me or something like that. So. Yeah, Galaxy's really intense. It's great. It's just intense. Yeah. Um, thirsty. I'm sorry. Big secret. Big secret's my favorite. Oh, big secret. You yeah. said that the other day, actually. Rever- yes, we're talking about it. <laughs> um, that's a great hop too. Yeah, I represent. That's why. Yeah, exactly. Represent. Uh, uh, Maddie, Thirsty Thursdays, mate. So, aside from the podcast, so you've been doing this. Uh, do you want to just describe what it is? I haven't actually been able to join. I can't remember why. Maybe because you go seven o'clock and I'm a late. <laughs> so I'm like, eight, eight o'clock. I do oh. eight o'clock. It, it all started eight, because okay. uh, my work, like a lot of other works, started doing staff meetings. We do weekly staff meetings because I work as an early. I'll just touch on this to paint a picture is I work in ECE early childhood education. It is a providing services right now for essential workers. Luckily there weren't too many children that were coming. So that we did a volunteer based who wanted to go in me, not living close to my center, not wanting to take public transport opted out of volunteering. So I've been staying home and doing online trainings and, uh, doing some meetings and stuff so that we can communicate with the families and still be in touch with uh, the children that we take care of day to day. And uh, it was the first time that I ever experienced using Zoom and we were 23 people on a meeting. And I was like, oh, wait a minute. This is also what sparked, oh, I can do interviews like Uh, this. This works for me. I, I can make this happen. So right after that, I started scheduling. And then I had the idea of doing, what if I did just like a a group hang where I invite Vox and Hops alumni, uh, some of my friends, and we just hang out and uh, drink some craft beer and have a chat. And just, I said, is open to everyone, anyone. There's a super cool kid named Hollis. Shout out to Hollis. He's an absolute gem of a human. He's 14 years old. He comes every week. And uh, he's so creative, a young musician. He's so cool. And... uh, it's just grown from there, and it's really grown into something very interesting, where at the, the, the peak I had, we were 50 people oh at, one, God, at one point, because there's some couples on. Let's say there was 42 participants in the, in the Zoom meeting with a bunch of couples. That's I amazing. organize it, and I lead the whole conversation. We do a roundtable discussion. I shoot out like a question, such as, uh, what was your first metal concert? introduce yourself what are you drinking there's no pressure to have to drink it's really just a hangout and people have really enjoyed this to the point where i've created a facebook group for it and i i felt like i had to because as the weeks were going on i was watching them interact on facebook like just like commenting on each other's posts and becoming friends because of thirsty thursday hangs it's it's i would have never imagined that me just wanting to hang out with my friends and drink beer on a thursday would have built something like this so so i created a facebook group that's happening we almost have 100 members on that most of them are not my friends on facebook i think that's super interesting mm-hmm. yeah it's very cool and it's 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 super fun. And then uh, I turn the tables after we do the roundtable, and uh, people ask me questions, ask other Vox and Hops alumni questions. It's it's always a fun time, and it's come to the point where where people at the end I want to say goodbye, and they want to keep hanging out. That they've organized after parties. <laughs> That's so That's sick. awesome. <laughs> so shout, shout out to Yolai who hosted last night's after party, and to Evan who hosted the week before. I love this, and uh, it's super cool. And they were asking me, like, Matt, when you go back to work, are you going to keep hosting these? And the answer is yes. Uh, as long as there's an interest, we can keep hanging out, people. 
So that's sick. awesome, man. Yeah, that's really cool. That's a really cool, uh, just such a cool concept and the fact that it worked. I love it when, like, it's a, I guess it's similar if I see people who I don't know and stuff jumping in it, like, in the comments on someone like a live video. You're like, oh, shit, all right. Mm-hmm. Like, it's cool. And, like, it's even more of a commitment for someone coming to the Zoom because you got to talk and you got to say, hey, guys, this is who I am. This is what I'm drinking. And yeah. this is the bands I like or whatever. And I just love the creative stuff that have, has been born out of this, you know? Yeah. Like, you found a way to turn something that's very strange into something very cool. Yeah. So I and, love that. And that build community. On. Yeah, and build community around, around it. Very everything. cool. Yeah. And, and, and it's refreshing because we don't talk about the pandemic. There you go. Everyone, yeah, you need you somewhere wanna, to yeah. not talk about it, yeah. right? I stri- we, we did it first. Of course, it started out like that. How are you doing? How are you coping? I challenge people to be creative. Uh, I would challenge them to find something to make that made them happy this week so they can talk about that. Pay attention throughout the week so that you can see something that made you happy so you can share it with us. And it's just evolved into something where we don't even have to talk about the pandemic. We all know each other now. And there's always new members coming in. There's people from the uh, Ukraine. There's people, shout out to Joshua Worthington, who for, I think it was four or five weeks straight, he lives in the UK. He would stay up. And have to go to work at 5 a.m. his time and stay up with us until 3, 4 in the morning, not sleep, go to the after party, and then go straight to work. He's a oh machine. Oh, my gosh. He's a machine. <laughs> yeah. Beast. I love that. That yeah. is like that dedication. You can't pay for that. Is he drinking? He, no, no, no. Okay. He'd, he'd have one, but that's about it. Okay. He's, yeah, he's, he's an absolute sweetheart like you're getting of a human. destroyed at work. Mm, that's okay. so cool. I, I've known him that's for, for cool. many years. He's a sweetheart, a huge cryptopsy and other metal band fan. I Very love cool. that. That's amazing. We've got a whole bunch of comments that came in here. So uh, Noah said mosaic is fire emoji. Um, Steve in Brisbane, don't need coconut in my pale beers. Craig and I don't have much in common in our taste. <laughs> we do not. We talk about it a bunch. It's okay, Steve. We'll get you on lactose, mate. Don't worry. Uh, Noah says, definitely a big love-hate thing happening with Sabro right now. It's really polarizing. Um, maybe because you – I don't know about you guys. I haven't heard – a ton of um, hate hate towards it, but I, maybe I'm in a Sabro bubble because most people I seem to talk about it love it. I don't think I've had I heard anybody say that they don't like it. Maybe if it's people that don't it, like the taste of coconut. So, well, Tiff doesn't like coconut. No, Do I don't like love. Uh, I, I don't mind it at all. Like I don't like the taste of you know the bounty chocolate coconut. That Desiccated. really hard. That I don't like. I don't like. But that. this I, is I, like I, a soft. Yeah, I this doesn't bother. This is like I'll drink coconut water from a coconut in Jamaica. And right. This is more Would you light. Eat the meat? Uh, yeah. Because it's kind of light though, feeling. right? Yeah, like it's, it's still light. Yeah. So this doesn't bother me at all. Okay. So even if I'm not the biggest coconut fan, this is not like a bounty coconut. This is a delicious, soft, like... Balanced coconut. Balanced coconut, coconut. yeah. That's a good point. I like that. Is this what's giving this nice... What's the mouthfeel, this really nice mouthfeel? The mouthfeel would probably be... Part of it's the lactose. Is only mm-hmm. a little bit of lactose it's in only this. a little bit. Okay. So that's part of it. Yeah. We'll give it the smoothness, but it's probably the yeast or the oats. Oh, they use oats too. Oh, they it's a New oats. England IPA. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. It just keeps throwing you up. It's you don't think of it feel. as a New Yeah, you don't, I'd never think of it like that. And it's also 3.9%, which is a very difficult beer to get. Mm-hmm. Um, a good really mouth nice anyway. He makes the best oh. session beers I've ever drank. Yeah. Yeah, man. JF really knows when we stuff. met him, that was the whole thing, that he yeah. was going to come and make a make session. Did great. I yeah. love that dude, man. I yeah, love that guy. Great. He's just such a genuine dude, and he's a hustler. Yeah. He created something really cool to that Catacet. Yeah. Oh, yeah, man. I think he's it's absolutely amazing what he's created yeah. on, on Facebook with mm-hmm. that and on Instagram. 
Yeah. yeah, he's um and he's been doing his own lives. I think through um through Echo. I think he kind of stopped them because it was sort of like it was like five of, or six a day. So it was, it was, no, it was once a week, but six guests. So six he was doing guests, so it was a lot for him. Th- three yeah. like six times twenty minutes. So it's, it's constantly like organizing it. And yeah, then, you know, then you'd run out of people to even talk to and stuff. And yeah, it was, so I think the the Kata set the virtual four to seven um, like after work drinks he has every Friday. It's easier, I think, to manage on Facebook rather than Instagram and stuff. It's huge. I think it has 5,000 members. I could be wrong. Maybe even 20,000. Jeez, man. Quebec has a wicked community. What? That's amazing. Yeah. Let me just check. Jeff? I don't want to Yeah, check. While you're looking at that, Steve says, yes, for sure. Noah, give me Cyber vibes in a stout, not so much in a pale. That's a fair point, though. It's not in a pale ale. I'd have it in like a, a New England. 3,000 people. Um, Sorry. 3,000. Well, that's yeah. still impressive. You're like 5 or 20. <laughs> Right, it could be hey, close enough. You never know. Close. <laughs> Who knows? Noah said Sabro in a stout. Eh? not sure I've had that. Maybe a Sabro black. Yeah, okay. A challenge, boy. Uh, Samus. Yes, that's a good I one. Samus is a great name. I love Thirsty Thursdays. Big hey. the love, all caps, with fire emojis. Who said that? Uh, Samus. Okay, cool. Shout out to Samus. Uh, Noah says, haven't had Sabro in a stout. What about a Sabro Black IPA? Let's do it. I'm with it. Oh, Sabro Black IPA would be sick, yeah. bro. That's a really good idea. Um, and this might be coming back to what you said before, um, Maddie. Uh, Steve says, I remember someone using HBC 472 in a stout for the coconut vibe. Sabro might be too fruity. Could be a good point. Hmm. I'd like to know the profile. I would imagine it's not just coconut. It probably has other tropical fruits in there as well. Uh, Noah says a lot of people don't like the coconut and banana thing that Sabra mm. has. I'm like, interesting. That's fair. I guess I never thought of the banana to do with Sabra. I thought at least in this beer, I know it's from the Kavir. I get the banana thing. I can understand that. Yeah. I, look, if I had a choice with this beer, I think I've said it before, I wouldn't use Kavir. That was just, I think it's just funny because it's like, it's got lactose, it's got Kavir, it's haze, it's got glitter. It's like all these ridiculous things in one beer that just happens to work really well. <laughs> but like, I don't, I could do without the Kavir. It's nice and a sour or something, or like a a, a a farmhouse or whatever. But I like I like Kavik IPAs. They can be they hit or miss. I think I've had a mix of yeah, the of Boreal one was really good. I can't remember the name. No, I've got to ask you what that was called. I haven't had many of their new uh, new beers. Have we talked about what that? I don't I don't even remember what that would be like. What's that? What's that profile? Oh yeah, um, I so I guess it's like. How would you describe Kavik? Like Maybe it was just by itself so that too. I could, yeah. What's yeah. that profile like? It's a little bit more wild. It tastes a bit more yeah. funky. Funky? Ah, uh, okay. Like okay. that, like a bit of the barnyard kind of funk, but it's kind of more on the, like, banana. There's, uh, there's two main strains of Kavik yeast, or Kavik, I'm not sure how to say it. Mm-hmm. Um, two different strains, and the one that JF chose for this beer has a more banana first, like a banana forward profile. Okay. Mm-hmm. And I think... Maybe Noah or someone else on chat, they might know more, but I think the other version of it is maybe more tropical fruity or something, and he liked the way that this one, one. yeah, so I get it, but like I said, I could do, because I don't like the phenolic saisons, I love farmhouse when it's like, and we talk about this a lot, when it's like Hill Farmstead or probably Dunham and things like that, yeah, just killer, killer shit. Yeah, bench in in uh, Niagara do it like, amazing. Mm-hmm. I just I don't like those when it's just a saison in a can. And it just tastes like banana y and, <laughs> and uh, wheat. I don't know. It's just gross to me. I just I, and bubbly. It's just uh, I don't keep that. So like I, I don't like that side of it. So it always kind of brings me back there. Mm-hmm. Or like a like the um, the German like is it? 
I don't say Dunkel Weizen. Is it just in a Weizen they have that yeast as well that has banana in it? Or is that Dunkel Weizen? No, oh, I'm not Noah. aware of that. I'm sorry. No? All right, Noah, that's your right. job here. <laughs> well, Noah question. <laughs> Noah, you guys are a encyclopedia. Come on. <laughs> yeah, but it's, a, it's an interesting uh, yeast. It's been super popular here in Quebec because Quebec loves the, um, the farmhouse type of stuff. So it definitely aligns with um, mm-hmm. the, uh, Quebec's taste profile and what they're about and stuff. Um, so we talk about Thirsty Thursday, sorry, because there's a bunch of con- uh, comments uh, bulking up. So no, it's really sick, man, because you've been able to move from, um, you know, from just the, doing the podcast to building a community around it. And that's what so Tiff was saying before. It's sick to see like things like that and a bunch of different things in, in multiple verticals, whether it's beer or other things, yeah. where people are just building these communities um, around something where everyone's kind of like, you know, we say, you don't say stuck at home, it's like safe at home because, mm-hmm. you know, it's a positive outlook on this thing. Yeah. Um, and it's, uh, you know, giving people a, a space. People want that connection. That's what we're missing. So, like, it gives them that. And it's not quite the same through a, a camera and stuff, of course, but it's the next yeah. best thing, right? And it keeps people sane. And that's probably why you're having so many people to the point where they want that connection. They're having such a good time that they're having a damn after party. Are you muting them and then, or is everybody okay? Because I was just like, it's just we, so we many started people. at the beginning. It was a bit chaotic. I think I did the first okay. four weeks just pure asking people to mute themselves and then okay. to raise their hand. And <laughs> we had it. We had a time. I think we were thirty-eight participants and a few people. I love you. And if you're listening, I'm not going to say any names, but you're going to know. We're we're rather. <laughs> It had a few beers and were rambunctious. As <laughs> a jinx, yes. And I had a friend there. I will say it. Mike Will was there, and he was just acting oh silly. I know him. I thought I, you I weren't going to call death. anyone out. <laughs> no, but I know him. I love him, and he'll, he'll own up to it. He was doing it on purpose. He was being silly and uh, was taking up a bit too much space, and I couldn't interact with people, and other people couldn't hear the conversation. So the next week, I, I don't like saying implemented rules, but I... <laughs> I yeah. took I took a bit more control of the the Thirsty Thursdays and I mute everyone and I give them <laughs> access to speak, which is strange. No, uh, my guitarist was there yesterday, uh, Chris Donaldson, shout out, and he was uh, like, "I really don't like this. I feel like I'm talking to myself because uh, there's no laughs, yeah. there's no so so. It's right. not perfect for for interactions, but it, it's it's for, for a good conversation that everyone can understand. It's it's more conducive for sure." And with that many people, like that was my first thing when I saw the, you had like a screenshot and I was just like, how are they, how is he managing all of these people? He must like, yeah, just be muting, unmuting, like, hey, you can talk, you can talk now or unmute yourself. Because I feel like conversations with four people are just like on Zoom alone is still like you're talking over each other. Have you ever sang happy birthday on, on Zoom yet? Nope. It's like entering the, the portal to hell. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone's at the wrong time. It's so bad. Happy birthday is a hard song to sing already, especially because people always start yeah. it at a higher pitch than you're supposed than they can ever hit that high note at the end there. So it's always a disaster. So that's a secret well, for no, anyone. Like, when you sing happy say. birthday, start really, really deep. Like a okay, hug, and work your... And then, of course, when you put that, you're going to hit it. <laughs> you're right, because people do start at, and it's like, you can't, yeah, you're not going to go. They'll never hit that like, off. Yeah. You're, you're yeah, not coming yeah. back. You're not Mariah Setting up expectations. This. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You never, you never yeah, need it. Yeah. Okay, I like Fair that. enough. That's good to know. That's a good tip. Pro tip. <laughs> yeah. God, I hate that song. I hate it so much. Um, um, Jamie Morris says, like a circle pit. Hey, Matt. There you go. Jamie Morris, the guy that brewed this. Shout out, Jamie. 
Ah, no way. Cool. That's dope. So Jamie is a brewer at Henderson? That's right, yes. He actually brewed the first Vox and Hops beer. I'm going to go get it. You guys chat for yourself. Uh, I'll I'll tell the story about it. I've said it on Thirsty Thursday, but it's worth saying here, too. Okay, sick. We were just saying, Jamie, how much we love uh, Henderson, so that's awesome. Yeah, we've uh, we went there for the first time in uh, I think it was November or December. I think December when last year. When you guys year. had that party outside, the uh, Jacobson um, collab beer, uh, that was super cool. The yeah. winter, the Winterfest thing. Winterfest, yeah. Um, that was really cool. And we met, oh, dude, I forgot his name, but um, the owner. We met both the owners. One of them we talked to for a bit, and the other one, I think one was named Scott. The really tall one we spoke to. Hey, he was so cool. Very, very good guy. Yeah, man. And they gave us and a then we tour. And we the other owner. Yeah, and Erica for marketing and stuff like that. Everyone was just mad cool. And like it was really cool to um, see what you guys were doing, get more of an understanding of what you guys yeah. were about. It's dope. So, Maddie, tell us about this one. This is the first collab you did? It's not really a collab. It's actually a homebrew that Jerry, uh, Jamie made on his back porch, he told me. And oh, I was playing in Toronto last yeah. year on the... Hell over North America tour alongside Aborted and Hideous Divinity. And uh, I was doing this thing if fans bring me craft beer, I'll put them on the guest list. And Jamie knocked on our RV and showed up with this. And I was, I remember I was on stage and it was all I could think about. I just wanted to go and crack this <laughs> and drink it. <laughs> so, so very cool. It was called Lots of Hops and it was a double dry hopped, double IPA, 8.5% with uh, Citrus Chinook Mosaic. And California ale yeast. It was it was actually really really good. Damn, that sounds great. So thank you, I Jamie. Love that. Legend. Jamie said yes. He was chopping wood and keeping the fire going, um, as a, as a good bloke should. And thanks, pals. Yes, man, your stuff is great. Um, do you want to go to next beers yet, or are you still going on your one? I'm still going on mine. If you don't mind. No rush. It's okay. It's uh, it's always like rougher on our side because with two of us, two of us a, yeah. I can. I guess we could always have extras, but it's, it's fine. No rush. Um, yeah, man. So it's super good. Now we had a bunch of stuff that I want to we want to get into tonight. So one of the things we were talking about was because um, I'm kind of over. Like we've talked about like a lot of the pandemic stuff to a blue in the face, and I know we'll have to touch on some things. But um, one thing that we haven't spoken about, um, cheers, brutal, damn right, um, was uh, shows coming back. So oh. restaurants and brew pubs are typically what we've been most talking about, but being that you're a musician, I am as well, not as much in the live world, but it is uh, going to be interesting to see how that's going to pan out. What are you, do you have any thoughts on that? I do. I have a lot of thoughts on these, this topic. Okay. It's, it's really going to go from place to place. I don't think we'll see any like huge arena shows until there is a vaccine, until... COVID is gone. We will start seeing small club shows in the near future, probably in the fall. But what will those shows look like? And that that is something that concerns me. I do not want to play social distancing metal shows. And I don't think it's realistic. I had a chat with uh, Randy from Lamb of God about this, and he doesn't want to do it either. Imagine imagine standing on stage, and uh, I'm going to say, like... I'm sort of ripping off Randy here. I'll say, this is slit your guts. Everyone stay two meters apart. And then we, we count it in and they can't mosh. You know, Is that a show that right. I want to play? No mosh pits, no crowd surfing. Uh, grids on the floor, hypothetically, where everyone has to stand in their box. Mm, I don't want to play those shows. Or chairs mm. for metal shows. Imagine. Ima- but, you know, metal heads and punk rock kids, as Randy said, won't be able to control themselves. 
That's what yeah. that's what music is. It's it's something so you know deep inside us that we're not going to be able to hold back, and that's what that's what happens. That's why a mosh pit happens, because it's you're, you're incapable of just standing still. You have to destroy the place, and you have to sh- put that energy out onto other people. Yeah. So so yeah. I don't know what's going to happen. And and then another thing, I was on a, a podcast two weeks ago, uh, the Alex Kendrick show. Uh, shout out, love you, brother. Uh, and uh, the I apologize, I can't remember his name. Uh, a, a guitar tech from Killswitch Engage was saying that a lot of these big bands that would have been playing the arenas and everything that won't be able to play, what they're going to start doing is going to start taking up residency in these small clubs and doing two, three nights in a row. So instead of playing instead of playing a a two thousand cap room, they're going to start playing a two three hundred cap room mm. two three nights in a row, so that everyone that would would have come can come, and the the band will just sit. It'll actually be much easier for the bands. But once again, what are those shows going to look like? And then mm. there's only so many venues. So if all the big bands are doing this, what is going to happen to the younger bands that? smaller bands that, that wanted to play in that venue. They're going to have to go play somewhere else, but someone else is going to be playing there. It's going to be very, very hard to postpone every tour mm. that has been postponed or canceled. Everyone's being hopeful that they can postpone tours. It's, it's going to be very, very difficult in the future. Yeah. yeah. This is a particularly I mean, interesting genre. Uh, can we just say shout-out to Jamie because he's drinking really, really well? Drinking that Bell was double jutsu. And Steve says even at 39, he's going to have a hard time staying still. <laughs> Probably have a hard time. I get it. Yeah. It's, it's, um, it's so interesting because of the genre, too. Like, considering, the, say, the music that we listen to, like if you went to an indie R&B show, we're all kind of standing still and just vibing anyways. Yeah. So, of course, the vibe, we actually kind of stand further apart from each other anyways. So it's like, <laughs> I'm like, good, I'm in like a nice corner here and I'm good and we're, I have our space and we can groove and do what we want to do. So those, those artists are probably going to be able to move into the new world easier. And it almost seems like, I can't see a near future at all where people are allowed to be that close to each other like in six to 12 months or something. I can't even see that. And when we're talking vaccine, now we're hearing things that say a a vaccine that feels comfortable could be up to 10 years. Oh my God. Um, Because think about trials even, right? It's very, uh, it's, it's, you have to be very careful with something like that. You can't roll out something like that to the masses. So there's going to be a lot of trials involved first. So the most recent thing I heard was from 10 years, 10 years. So, um it's yeah it's good very interesting like obviously it's like in the near future there's gonna have to be some creativity where it's almost like you'll have to do kind of uh erica badu she's doing these incredibly amazing live shows with her band which is technically against social distancing practices but everyone can get tested so it's like you could get tested say we're all good it's like you and your band perform but you like go and wreck shit in a place that's only virtual with like seven cameras around you and everybody's going to have to mosh at home. That's very interesting that you bring that up because I am looking into that actively. I have a whole team behind okay. me that is actually Good. looking into, I don't understand anything about this. So I've, 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 my guitarist, Christian Donaldson is an audio engineer. He has a studio. I have people that I've known that if you can film music videos here, shout out to Chris Kells from The Agonist. And uh, I need I in contact with someone that can do the live stream part. I wanted mm-hmm. to look at it. The issue is with metal is that it's such an interesting and difficult sound to mix. 
and for it to sound good. So if you're going to start doing live streams, that's where like indie artists and rappers, it's so much easier for them to just live stream because it does you know it's it's not that compli- as complicated to get the sound right. And it has to look good, it has to sound good. And if we want to start this is what it's going to be the future you're going to have to start paying for concerts. But they have online. online. Yes, then I I I will yeah. launch that into a next mm. topic. But for us right now, we've thought about it and just yesterday, uh, Century Media Records, which is probably one of the top 3 metal labels in the world, hosted Isolation Fest where I think there was 10 artists uh, that were on their roster uh all performed uh, a live stream and it was cool it was cool was it perfect no it wasn't perfect there was a band from sweden that did it on a stage with the lights which is what i would want it to be but they didn't rock out i'm sorry insanium you, you, you guys you missed out there you should have given you got to give a show and the camera's yeah. got to be like right up in their face as if you're right there it has to be something special feel like that yeah, because right. just like Otherwise, a shot like this and like a shot like that, it's, it's not, not. It's enough. not. It's not a concert. It has, it has yeah. to be special. Yeah. And the, the next question is: If you do start charging for shows, what is an optimal price? A, and B, how do you make it special enough that people won't just wait till tomorrow to watch it for free? Hmm. Yeah, I guess with Erica, hers are pretty cheap. We're only paying. She think it was a dollar, then it was two dollars, and I think it's three. I'd pay four. twenty bucks for sure. I think so because too. Because they, they, they spend money yeah. on it. And she yeah. said even the techs that um, weren't able to actually make it to She Lives in Dallas mm-hmm. um, because they got stuck elsewhere. This was earlier on in the quarantine time. Uh, she paid them anyway. And then they kept, they had this thing where it was like it popped up and you could vote. So the first week, uh, it was vote for which song was next. And then yeah. it did it live. And it, you see the numbers going up. Oh, this is the one. So that's super the cool. The next week, yeah, next was week really was fun. like, which room do we go to? And they had four different rooms. So you're like, from, and literally she's sitting on her bed. She's, you know, been around for 25 years. So yeah, she's got a bit she of the, the house. She's a hippie, but the house is like big. Yeah. So there's enough room for a full band, two backing singers, a drummer, a guitarist, a bassist, a keys player, you know, a full band in a room then they moved to another room then they had like a magician like a funny magician dude whilst they're moving doing intermissions was hilarious for like five <laughs> minutes and they go to the next room then they play a couple of songs and they go cool which room stay here or go to this room and then in the third they did a third one but we actually missed that one yeah but it was just like a cool and it made it feel interactive and then on top of that you go on like say twitter there's a chat in the corner but the chat's like we well, even look we just joined her dj set the other night too yeah there's so, a that's yeah. a whole other thing that's been happening in hip-hop but they're not um they're not uh, a paid thing yet. They these versus battles by Timberland and Swiss Beats. That's cool. Basically, they go Instagram Live together, and then they uh, play. They just did it one time on a whim, and they were like just playing one song back to back. So those dudes, are, like I'm not a fan of Swiss really, but like he's done some pretty serious stuff. Yeah. So you hear that like yo, then they started this thing called Versus TV, and then they started like getting big people. So like Babyface and Teddy Riley were a couple weeks ago. Um, Erica Badu, who's that lady in the poster behind me there, the, the painting. Uh, Erica and Jill Scott did Saturday Night. That was amazing. Mm-hmm. They've had like um, incredible artists that are like super nostalgic that everybody just like loves. And 
is devoting like two hours sitting down watching on Instagram live. And they're all commenting on Twitter. So you go on Twitter and yeah. everyone's talking about like, oh, shit, he yeah. this one. And it's like, it's a cultural moment. This tomorrow night is Nelly versus Ludacris. Yeah, that's going to be funny. Like, that's going to be funny. It's, it's dope. Lil Jon yeah. versus um, uh, T-Pain was a few weeks back. Mm. And like, there's some, it's just been a real interesting um, series of stuff. And then that's led, like Tiff was saying, so Erica, after her one, on her, she built a streaming pro platform off of this mm-hmm. so that's why she can take the money and had that you know the technology it seems pretty custom yeah. you can you know it's Vote interactive and, yeah so then she held an after party and she made a dj collective of all female djs and they played literally we watched her from 7 p.m till 3 a.m wow and went there was the after yeah. party there and then she even came in and performed like three times in between the djs and stuff yeah so i feel like this is my favorite like arguably our favorite artist and now I feel like we're just blessed with just seeing her all the time. Yeah, she's, seriously. It's, it's spoiled, amazing. She's like hustled. Sure. It's, it's, it's been very cool to watch. Yeah. So I think the next logical step in shows, you are correct in that. I, I'm not going. Like we got supposed to go to a show like next week. I was week just thinking week about after, that. I, I was looking the other day and I was like, so we have a show for Stormzy, who's a rapper in the UK. Um, UK. And yeah, it's about it's supposed to be a week or two from now. Uh, and May I went to the page though. yesterday to be like, so uh, what are we doing here, guys? Because there's no way that I'm standing in a room, even six feet apart at this point. I'm not standing in a room. I can't get a drink. I can't do anything yeah. because I'm not going to want to touch anything. Like, and even for like genres that, like you said, that I don't want to be in the room. I, like I can, I've been to metal shows, so I know like metal is a and punk, like you mentioned. You have to be the energy is this closeness yeah. to humans and sweating on each other, like and going fucking nuts. That's the vibe. If you I've don't have that, one once before. Ain't no it's pretty vibe. intense. Yeah, yeah. Like I, I know how y'all do it. Y'all do it. <laughs> Off your head. I love it. The hip hop or R and B shows are not as for real. So then, oh, there's a whole bunch of um, comments that were yeah, and some go. good ideas actually for you in here too. So, so. someone, Colby Bungay says, "So not down for seated metal shows." Agreed. Yeah. Steve O in Brizzy says, "When I think about having a sweaty bare back slide down your face in the mosh pit, <laughs> I now feel the need to sterilize immediately." <laughs> <laughs> Can you imagine? You'd be like, ah, oh, fuck. <laughs> well, Steve, Steve doesn't like that's something. Um, yeah, exactly. Get the Purell and just go with that. <laughs> um, Jamie Morris is saying, check out Code Orange record release show. It I watched, it. I, I, watched, I watched it. It was really, really well done. And they streamed it with no crowd? It was really, that's really well done, but they hired like a movie director. Oh, so oh, wow. Code Quarter, Quarter Orange has that WWE money, Jamie. Okay. So okay. They, they could do their shit. Um, Sam Moose says, "What if you don't release the shows for free and do a kind of two-level pricing? Nine ninety-nine to is this enter Samus? Is it Samus? This is it's C A M O U S S E, like French sa, like sa. Okay, oh Samus, that's so Ollie. Okay, shout out Ollie. Yeah. Okay. yeah, okay, yeah, um, and do a uh, two-level pricing: nine ninety-nine to enter the room and sixteen ninety-nine or something to have a Google Drive link to download it the next day. That's pretty cool." Yeah, yeah, but but people are going to download it anyway. So even better would be to have you do a backstage pass version where people can right after the set, the the artists go right on Zoom and can hang out with the people and talk that to them and connect sick. with it that way. See, that would be it's sick. access, right? Yeah, it's access because that's why the versus TV work. Like Tiff said, all of the artists that do the the versus thing over on Instagram, they are nostalgic. Um, uh, what's the not catalog artists, but like what's the word? Fuck, I'm having a blank. Whatever older artists that, mm-hmm. that didn't grow up, you know how you, all the new rap. I'm not sure what it's like in metal, but all the new rappers these days are on Instagram Live like every day, and like yeah, they're, they're accessible. So accessible. You see them. Yeah, there's no like, oh, cool, they're doing it. It's like there's but, no, like, no Teddy, mystique. Yeah, no, yeah. and then all these dudes like Nelly. You never, you know, when he was popping 20 years ago, like he, 
wasn't like that. Like he'd turn up at all the award shows and stuff, but it's and not in it. your hand every single day. Yeah. So seeing them even talk and seeing that, and, and also it's that conversation as well that mm-hmm. makes it cool to see these legends talk to each other. Mm-hmm. You know, I love the idea of Beer the time? access pass. Yeah, but I want to rinse my glass because I want to taste it. Do right. it. Yeah, no, yeah, we'll keep talking. Yeah, yeah. I really like that idea of. Um, being able to actually like go on Zoom and then talk to the artist. Could you imagine that? Oh, it'd be, like, it's yeah, genius. That's it's such a really genius smart. idea. Um, I guess we giving, can talk about our beer or no? Yeah, or well, we he's the same getting one? the same thing. Yeah, this is the time we're uh, doing the same one. Yeah, I think it's dope. Access is key, right? Because yeah. now like if, like Badu, everyone was paying like a dollar. So I feel like if you think about it at scale, now this is maybe something I should wait for Matt for. But if you think about what someone like Erica is doing, I was about to say, Maddie. So think the reason why Erica's stuff works because it's a dollar, two dollars, three dollars, four dollars. You don't even think it's yeah. less than a coffee, whatever, right? It's nothing, and that means you get to hang out and she'll play for two or three hours. So on paper, that doesn't seem like enough money, but at scale that you can't scale, you play a three hundred person venue, that's as big as you're going to get. She had like tens of thousands of people paying customers. Think about it, like thirty thousand people paying two dollars each. Cheeseburger model. It's a cheeseburger model. So you could literally have like. If you're big enough, you could do this every single day. It'll cost you hardly anything. You don't, I mean, if you put it up to $10, people will probably pay it. You don't have to be greedy and charge $70 like fucking the big venues do. But if you pay something like $10 and you've got 10,000 people yeah. watching you, I mean. And there's the option for pre recorded lives if you're not going to interact because I guess you guys can't really stop and interact, really. Well, no, <laughs> if you can't do metal, you can have no, moments but there, but it, it should be intense it. and in your face and. Yeah. yeah, if it's pre-recorded, then if it's pre-recorded, you do get like, the away. option to have seven cameras, though. Yeah, and actually, oh no, I wouldn't want. No, I wouldn't want that though. It would have to be live. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I think I agree. Yeah. But with I seven needs... cameras, that it has yeah. to be, and a director like go. Exactly. Yeah, being like change, or change, or change. It's, a, it's yeah. a big it's a... undertaking, so therefore it would probably if it's that in depth, like Erica's stuff for a dollar is. Like, they wouldn't be making any money. I think they were setting the precedent to get people used to paying that money. Then it was like, because it was like a dollar short, even if it's one US dollar, it's a dollar thirty. Yeah, cool. sure. It's yeah. really it cool. The next week, I, we hesitated even less. It was like, hey, babe, Erica's on. Cool. Get it. Yeah. Well, it was just such like, a good experience. And it's like, it's fresh yeah. content that no one else is, is doing. doing. And, and it's something that you feel like you're a part of something and you're supporting her. You're supporting her crew. Uh, yep. Speaking yeah. of supporting crew members, I had a great guest called Frank Finelli on the podcast who started a great initiative. He is a road crew, a road warrior. He sells merch. He's a tour manager for a lot of artists. And uh, he started a f- charity where he's almost raised $40,000 for out of work road crew Amazing. people called That's For the Nomads. Cool. It's forthenomads.org. If any of you guys uh, want to help out any of the touring, because touring artists can sell shirts, they can do things like this, uh, doing live stream, they can interact with their fans and get some donations. All of their crew are sitting at home doing nothing, and a lot of crew members normally, when they're not on the road, they work at small venues in their in their country in their country in their in their hometown, yeah. and those are closed mm-hmm. now too. So they're really screwed. So so yeah. it's really cool what Frank did uh, on For the Nomads, and I'm super happy I had him on the podcast. What a legend! I love that. That's very cool. um, we've got a couple quick questions, and then we'll get to or comments, and then we'll get to the next beer. Uh, Jamie says collabs forever. I love oh, yeah. that. Oh yeah. Uh, massive beers, and I guess this is at you, Matt. Who would win in a fight, Lemmy or God? <laughs> Lemmy, of course. His mole, his mole would just crush God. Oh, <laughs> poor Lemmy. Right? Uh, Nayeli Flores, I prefer Thirsty Thursday than live stream concerts. Oh, thank mm. you, thank you. She's a sweetheart, sweetheart from Mexico yeah. City. Yeah. 
Love it. Uh, Steve-O saying, trick question, Lemmy is God. Ooh. Ooh, Ooh all right. This is going right over our metalless heads. It's okay. <laughs> it ain't for us. Noah, I never really got the Kaviak thing. People always talk about it being really tropical, but yeah, it's kind of banana phenolic thing. Uh, I much prefer a Brett profile, maybe even a classic Belgian yeast thing, but I feel like it will grow on me. That's a fair point. And you got to have it in different styles too. See, like, what sort of mar- like uh, what's the word? marinates, fuck, resonates with you and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, Samus can't have oh can't, I guess can't wait to have hologram metal show strings in my living room hologram <laughs> awesome. now, that's, can, that's a good idea there you actually. go yeah that's what I, oh no this is Jamie brought up a really good point open in dr- open drive in theaters and stream concerts that in and of itself is genius so or everyone could it would be smaller crowd mm-hmm. but I've seen we talked about this yeah, someone had drive in theaters in Denmark yeah in Denmark okay they had the drive in movie theaters but you just have a drive in concert it doesn't even have to be streamed just no have it's not streamed and then you can digitally send uh, the signal to a radio station the, and, people and they can hear it in the yeah. car yeah. or they could just kind of like you know stick their head out the window or sit on no they're supposed to stay in their car with the, the, the windows up and to your phone they send you like a link and you can listen to that through your car which is exactly mm. what's happening on stage yeah. I love it mm. it's just like that's, that's pretty me, cool that's the move I think yeah. that's how it's gonna be that's gonna be and the future of it and then there's a funny meme where there's drive-in concerts and then there's the drive-in mosh pits and it's just a big pile of cars that's been circling <laughs> that's been, cir- that's been circling <laughs> on the internet now do you I imagine you're just like i'm just gonna drive into this fucking guy down i'm just gonna drive it so the next beer then maddie we uh had a visit today from a good mate um Pierre Paul Andre, he's a legend. He is the Montreal main sales rep for uh, Rallabock here, and they did a collaborative beer with one of our favorite breweries, Lagerbier. So if that all, yes, tip or tap that uh, can. So we were talking, and um, we made sure we Maddie got a can of that bad boy as well. So we're both gonna be drinking the same beer because before today we did not have the same opportunity. And I'm so excited because I, I wanted to try this one. I saw it came out. I think it just dropped this week. Yeah, it dropped like, uh, what day is it? Friday. Yeah, I think it dropped like earlier this week. Um, it's a seven, no, it's not. It's 5.5% double dry hop juicy IPA with, um, I think it's got the brew one and mosaic hops, B-I-U-1. Cool, cool. And it's interesting that it's only 5.5. A lot of these yes. beers now are 6.5, 7.1. All, all these uh, double uh, double dry hop ones, at least. Col- yes, colors agreed. amazing. Yes, I thought it would be a little hazier than this from what I've seen in the picture. This is like definitely hazy, but it's more like opaque. Thank you. Cheers. Yeah, yeah. cheers, bro. Cheers, baby. Cheers. Tropical nose there. It's good. It's got that that Lagerbier profile. Yeah, very much so. Tastes like lager beer. I've been really loving uh, Rallabock's, um, uh, what do you call it? They're uh, haze, uh, two different beers. They had the Solitude nice. Pale Ale. Nice, yeah, right? nice, yeah. And they had their uh, Double Citra, the Double IPA. Both of those were fantastic. So good, nice. that Double Citra. Yeah. Mm. Mm. And, yeah, and they had the collab with Yakima Chief Hops. I think that was the Sabro. It was Sabro? I, I think it was 8%. I can't, I can't remember. It was, it was really good. It dropped like in December. It was awesome. Okay. I love that, Sabra, for the win. Jamie saying Monster Truck Rally. Exactly. <laughs> Circle lost. Pit, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Steve said there's a drive-in theater on the Gold Coast that sometimes has pre-movie bands playing. It's really odd. Well, do you know what? It's probably odd pre-quarantine, but now it's not odd at all. 
Said with the cars. Boom, boom. Uh, Jamie's saying Kavika is also great for fast fermentation without additional esters. That's okay. what brewers like it for that exact reason. Look. They can turn over stuff really quickly. Yeah, mm. I love that. Uh, someone said it looks delicious. Yes, it is. So it's Rallebach Collabo uh, should be available anywhere, everywhere across Quebec, I would imagine now, because both these guys uh, got great distros through Rallebach specifically. Um, it's really good. Yeah. I love Lagabier. I, 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 yeah. yeah. Lagabier uh, and both Rallebach uh, rarely disappoint me. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Oh, they have the independent seal. Yeah, I, one of the first I've seen it on, actually. Oh, okay. Shouts to Hobson Bros in the building. Hey. Legends. Summers, what does BAOS mean? Beers and other stuff or something? Yes. Yes. Uh, the TLDR, because <laughs> I guess you're familiar with Matt, which is why you're here. So thank you, first of all, for coming by, man. I appreciate you. Um, BAOS, beer and other shit. It was my stupid blog back in the day. I had to do a it thing called... It was a great called, blog. Well, I mean, I guess you know, it wasn't supposed to be great because I didn't know what I was talking about. <laughs> I did this thing called 365 days of beer. You had to drink 365 beers within a year and you had to take a selfie holding like the can or thing uh, and whatever and then write about it. So I did it. Didn't think there was 365 beers. I did it in seven months. I just kept it going. So now I'm uh, pushing 6,000 beers that I've reviewed (laughs) uh, individually. It's ridiculous, but it's like an OCD thing. And I needed to, I was, at the time I was just posting it on Facebook and on my Tumblr and I wanted to call it something. This is before Instagram myself, so it's 2011. I, no one was using his Instagram then. Mm-hmm. And uh, I don't know, I didn't know what to call it. So I was like, I don't know, beer and other shit. Cause I was just posting whatever, when I got Instagram then I was posting it to that and I was like, whatever I posted plus beer. So I called it that and I just kept the name. And uh, we just, we just shortened it. To, we shortened it because we started getting interviewed by brewers. <laughs> we were interviewing breweries. Six six six. Six thousand beers in nine years is oh, wow. six hundred and sixty six beers. How metal wow. is that? Wow. That is like <laughs> I can't make this there you up, go, fellas. I'm right? not, I didn't make it up. Okay, the podcast is now called six hundred and sixty six. Oh, point six seven. Oh, six 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 beers. All right, done. That's the name of the podcast, Maddie. <laughs> that's so cool that's that is, really that is very metal that is actually great. hilarious that's that you actually even, like, so cool and how did you even think to do that that was just so good was I perfect. was just curious how many beers <laughs> yeah I guess that makes sense that is perfect I thought it was impressive because now it's like nine years has been and there's this dude in Calgary who's had like 20,000 beers in 20 years he just must be sipping though I think he, he can't be having a drink in the whole thing like, yeah. yeah I feel like if you're getting that volume you'd either be a whale like it's just because there's so much carbs and all of that it's just not possible oh or we can talk just, about like, fighting the hops it's, I'm, I'm down to it's hard I'm, yeah bro it's hard I work out every um, single day and I'm losing oh, oh I know yeah 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 he's a t-shirt guy from Digital Junkies t-shirt sorry yes, you're not yes, talking sorry man I'm not talking to you I'm talking to you um, <laughs> is it Olivier Samus yes of course yes, yeah. yeah of course dude yeah dude I'm sorry bro I didn't even put two and two together with the name yes because he did my DJ's shirts legend oh cool and he, he's got um, a really cool uh, vlog that he started oh. just recently Yes, it's we actually it's quite funny. He's got he's got a good sense of humor on it. Ale Satan, <laughs> Ale Satan's great. That, that's, from, that's from Jamie, right? I, I can tell. By yes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just gonna write that down as a potential episode name yeah, as well. That's great. Keeping it keeping it. Metal. Jamie, are we allowed to use that for the episode? Let us name? know. We can we can credit you in the in the uh, in the description. Um, so what the hell are we supposed to be talking about? We're talking about this beer. The beer is fire. We established the beer is fire. All right, and then we're talking about shows. Oh yeah. So all of that stuff with the shows. So yes, yeah, basically the same. I, I wouldn't be comfortable going. I see you guys are a different story. Like, eventually, I'm not worried about the vaccine because it's going to take forever, and I don't, I don't think that's a solution. I just, yeah. 
I just don't think that's going to be the thing that's going to make everyone feel like it's so like if it's going to be so long, like life can't be like this until then. Whether it's two years, eighteen months, yeah. ten years, it's not possible. It's just it's going to fall apart. So there has to be some sort of middle ground because artists need to work. It's going to get you know right now everything's pretty chill, but you know if things keep getting bad and governments don't help, it's going to get desperate mm-hmm. so there has to be some sort of middle ground so jamie says hell yeah you're a legend thank, thank you, you jamie mm-hmm. um so the i guess the, the solutions i think the number one solution is is the easiest way is what you're talking about doing these live shows what baidu's doing mm-hmm. charge people whether it's why does anything have to be free is it because you're only thinking about uh streaming it on something to, like facebook and then afterwards yeah. it stays is that why well i think that they're gonna wait one day and watch it for free but what if you don't what do you mean wait one for day free? What is that? Yeah, what people can just steal it. It's, it's, oh, because they'll... Oh, like streaming, like ripping while you're doing it's, it. It's, it's why people, right. bands don't make DVDs anymore. There's no money right. in it. You can't but you sell shouldn't a DVD be making anymore. DVDs. Where you're, would a DVD even be utilized at this point in time? That's what I'm saying. So like, that's basically yeah, okay. what... what I don't, we don't have yeah. a single way to play media Yeah, we don't house. even have... Um, Nothing. I was thinking, because you know how Facebook now has the events that you pay through Facebook and can do everything on Facebook? I was like, does that live actually save? Because if it doesn't save, then people are going to watch a terrible version of it anyways. It'd have to be like a screen recording or something so maybe that's more of an incentive if you feel like you can't and at the end of the day though people there's that but people want to support yes that is also the case they like if they like love you as a and you're an interesting you're a good a great like the best example because you do more than just the music right like people love the band yeah and that's why they check out the podcast but now you're going to be converting beer people to be like to, to fuck with the band because they like you. Mm-hmm. So you've got this personality over and above the band that like draws people in. So my point is that people want to support you because they're like, look at this guy. He's giving us three podcasts a week. He's doing these Zoom hangs that yeah, are all free. So free content. He's got this music that I really appreciate. Like I want to give back to him and that's an innate human urge. We want to give back to, you know, and the reciprocity. You're giving so much that people just make, yeah, take my money, bro. Here. I, I didn't even wear this t-shirt, but sure, here's 30 bucks. Like, and I feel like people will be more than happy to pay, even if they don't watch the show. They just buy it anyway. That's cool. And I think, that's, I, I think yeah. once uh, we get through the whole solid deconfinement, where we can actually be in the same room together, hopefully that will start over the summer, depending mm-hmm. on how Montreal pans out. It will probably yeah. happen elsewhere before Montreal because Montreal is still Without a hot question. zone. Yeah. And uh, then bands can start actually doing this for real. I want to <laughs> do it in a venue with lights, have like a real show experience. But it has to sound good and it has to look good. And that, that, is, that is the primordial thing. Yeah, it, and, 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 and it needs to have some, some special stuff with it. I was thinking of you print a shirt that is uh, exclusive to the people that attend it and you ship it in advance so they get it before the thing and they can wear it yeah. Yeah. during Enjoy. the show. Yeah, Erica yeah. has like special merch for each show. Yeah, too, I, really which do. I, love. I really yeah. like the merch idea. And I guess it's something like that's what we were. I was telling you uh, on Facebook that you could do something where you would partner with the like, this is not even just for that side of it, but like we did a thing with Nickelbrook where they sold a pack and it was like a six pack. Mm-hmm. People bought it beforehand and then they had the, the head brewer and another dude. They went through all the beers and did a tasting together and it was in a Zoom. And you could all see who else was in there and stuff. Like That's a super was, cool idea. I, I was, I'm all about yeah. any brewers that are listening that want to you fuel. Thirsty Thursday. I'm sure that all of my Thirsty Thursday patrons that I at least live in Quebec and Ontario or nearby would be super interested. 
Yeah, and it doesn't, you know, it only has to, because how long do you do it for? An hour? Two hours? We go about an hour and a half, two hours, and then the after party, the Warriors have From stayed now. up very late. <laughs> okay, so it doesn't have to be like, yeah, Colby Bunny says it's a great idea. I would. So, like, you could partner with a brewer and you'd be like, all right, guys, you tell them you'd have this stuff done weeks in advance, and you'd be like, all right, and then you need a four pack. You'd be like, here's this four pack that I've curated with this brewery for this event. Here's the link. You can go buy it beforehand. They'll make sure it's shipped. Hopefully, if um, I mean getting it overseas is going to be pretty tough, but mm-hmm. within Canada is doable if the brewery is willing to do that. Mm-hmm. It could be just a nice way, and it's the same kind of concept as the T-shirt. The T-shirt's a great idea, so everyone yeah, kind of that. feels a part. It's it's one way once again to bring that physical side of it. You get something mm-hmm. to be a part of it. And you're like, oh, I have this thing in my hand, and it's got to do with this. This is sick, or I'm wearing this this shirt, and I feel like. Now I can like jam in my living room. Like, yeah, it's a uh, it's a very cool way of, of I don't you know, know, fans pick the set list as team. Erica did, um, bringing back old members, stuff like that, stuff that yeah. needs to be Ooh, special, cool. has to be special. Yeah, yeah. it has to yeah. be something that is Definitely. worth buying. Metal Metalheads mm-hmm. want, and and a lot of Metalheads and any music fan want to support the bands, but how many shirts can you buy at this point? <laughs> Yeah. yeah, and that's it. That's I mean, true. maybe there's something else aside from a shirt. Maybe like anybody watching, if you're watching, what are you going to be doing? You're going to be drinking. Even if they're not a beer drinker, you could sell a glass. Yeah, and glassware, yeah, and, glassware. And, and the, ships the, well price, the pricing of glassware is, is the best versus a T-shirt. You yeah. can buy a bunch of glassware and, and sell it. It's, it's the best... Like, uh, like value, right? Except for for like the artist, like the person mm-hmm. that makes the glassware and sells the glassware, the markup is is fantastic. <laughs> Sorry to anyone so that's ever bought one of my glasses, but <laughs> but, but it's it's absolutely it. fantastic versus a t shirt. Right, so you could sell like a pair of glasses. That's plus a good idea. Maybe some stickers, yeah. you throw in some stickers or a, a CD or some shit like that, give them a bonus. Mm-hmm. That means that breaches anything, even with the beer. So it's almost like you could buy. The, the glasses for the show because then you could send it to, to Europe to Australia to Asia anywhere where the fans are watching from yeah they can all feel like that and instead of wearing a t-shirt they might already have a t-shirt from the last tour so they're going to pop that bad boy on and they're going to be having that and they'll drink their beer or their wine or their that's a really good idea from yeah. you know what I'm saying but do like a yeah. glass like yours already or like something like this I love this shape Tiffany me too yeah I love this you know that La Cuvée event yeah I'd dude this it. is how we use this glass all every the time. time. If we're yeah. splitting a beer, I'm like, and this yeah. is perfect. My fave glass is is this for um, when I get the high ABV stouts in a, oh, in it's a like, small it's like can. A whiskey glass. Yeah, because yeah. it fills it to the top. Yeah, and it's just a small thing. It's like it's eleven percent, and it's just for me. And it's like it, I don't know. It just feels small and like yeah, that's my little nightcap right there. It's like, like you're talking about our future, Craig. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. Oh, baby, I am. Oh yeah. <laughs> Uh, stickers and patches. Patches is another idea. Jamie patches are great. Too. Yeah, also yeah, a great, a great markup cool. is, is, is the word I was yeah, looking for. Yeah, a great markup. Yeah, great markup. Are, the margins are fantastic. No, it is. It is. Well, <laughs> people, people but it's got to think about yeah. that one. It's, it's true. One hundred percent. You do. <laughs> hey, man. Yeah, the shirts business. are much more expensive, or even what we have, which is like Teespring. So you just don't get anything. Yeah, explain why we do that as well. I'm gonna pass. Yeah. Tell well, why the we reason that we use Teespring is just to not carry stock. So Teespring is a drop shipping service, but they all not only do they drop, sh- well, they print do everything. They yeah. print and then they drop ship for you. So basically, people are just ordering right from the site, and they because they're facilitating so much for you, so that you don't have to carry stock. Um, you basically are not making any money from it. It's almost like I consider it a marketing exercise for the most part, and that's just because I, I yeah, we don't like to carry stock if it's, we can avoid it. 
I completely understand, and I have been thinking about doing that. I have mm-hmm. a whole thing set up for Cryptopsy right now on Printful, which is basically okay. the thing, yeah. sa- same thing, but they have um, places set up in the States, in UK, mm-hmm. somewhere in Central Europe, and in Australia, and I believe in Japan. So okay. the shipping yeah. is, is sort of a little bit more reasonable because they, they expedite it to... Teespring, same thing. They're in Australia and stuff as well. Because yeah. we actually found out about it from Australian vloggers. Okay, cool. cool. So like, I, I'm, I'm thinking about doing it, but I want the quality to be... Like my shirts that I make, I'm so proud of it. It's from print... Uh, hold on, let me get this right. The imprint here in Montreal. The, these shirts, and Ollie bought one. He'll probably comment on this. Uh, to, it's, it's the best quality merch that I could ever, ever, ever have. They have this... It, the, the, the design is baked in to the uh, shirt. Yeah. It's so soft. They're so nice. I love it. I got my hoodies. It took them a little bit longer to get them because they cut down their staff to one person. But the hoodies wow. are the nicest, the most comfortable hoodie I can. It costs more. It's worth it. And I like selling stuff that I would wear. Yeah. What's the brand of the um, blank? The hoodie? Yeah. I think it's just for me or made for me. Something like that. But it's fantastic. Really like thick and kind of really well yeah, it's super does it, soft on the inside and does it pill like the Gildan? Sorry guys for getting a bit nerdy on this stuff, but like because even Teespring sells the Gildan, so I got so even this T-shirt it was from Teespring. This hat mm-hmm. for those watching that looks good. That yeah, yeah, this is like a one-off and it's just like a simple stitch on just the Yupong. Um, if anyone knows hats, trying to get hats done um, as far as snapbacks. And uh, this is, a, I think, a next level T-shirt. This T-shirt is great. I got a tank from them, and I got the as a Gildan um, hoodie, and I ordered a Gildan sweatshirt. So that should be here soon, just to test them. Because I don't even have stock. People have asked me for them. Like, I, I don't have shit. That's the point. Yeah, yeah. But I, I, I agree. I hate having being in a band. We've done it. We order too yeah. much shit. It sits in a warehouse. It sits in our closet. I, I you know, I, I order alumni shirts for my alumni. At the, normally, I just hand them to, to them, and now I'm shipping them overseas. It's 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 it's, it's been fun. <laughs> yeah, man. It's, I feel you. I've still got so much stuff left: hats, beanies, t-shirts, CDs, from and stuff. TMF from, and stuff. Yeah. Too, so now we're doing so, the yeah. podcast. Maybe people. By yeah. the way, if people are listening. Uh, my brother and I, Notion. He actually is our engineer for this podcast. We started a hip hop podcast. Uh, him and I are musicians. We're both rappers. That's why we moved to Canada from Australia. So it's called Bad Habits. It's available mainly Spotify and uh, Apple Podcasts. So check that out if that is interesting. Fucking cheers. Um, Olivier saying, second best shop back in the time I was a merch rep. Now they're closed. Yes, Imprint makes top shelf merch. Nice. I've heard of Imprint. Actually sounds familiar. Really Colby, amazing stuff, yeah. Yeah. That's and good to know. Probably saying people will always pay for quality. Nothing worse than a shitty. One hundred percent. I will always. I'll. I'll pay for that. Yeah, like, I don't care. I don't mind. Like uh, if it's going to be good quality, I like merch aside. Like it doesn't matter if it's merch or not. Like I'll pay for it. Yeah, definitely. So, like, like, I hate when like you gear. get the shitty. Yeah, there you go. I just hate when you get like the sh- the shirt and then all of a sudden the whole thing is pilled at the back and it's rubbing yeah. off onto the colors rubbing off onto something else. Like that's what the gilded is annoying. Do, yeah, it's and so that's annoying. The problem with te- I don't unless love unless it like it like breaks down artistically it looks like you had it for a long time and yeah <laughs> that's cool like vintage These like, ones are like street vintage yeah this is the difference so like screen printing is like thicker and that's the one that can break up whatever this one is i don't know if it's actually screen printing i mean it could be but they've never broken this up. is a discharge ink is what i just i remembered now discharging yeah okay. it's fantastic 
Yeah, and you're happy with that. Yeah. So. Like, I wish I did have stuff like you do. I like that you are able to. Like, I got nothing to give anyone as far as, like, merch and That's stuff. That's why I said we should get, like, a like you get 10 pieces or something, and then you're happy with just 10, and it's all promotional. Or I could or order. I've always... Away. Yeah, or we um, do a small run of, like, a special thing. From a that, place like this imprint that you're talking yeah, about. Yeah, they have a, a 20, sell them 25 minimum, but it's it's completely oh, okay. So do a 25, like, That's what you're bad. talking about. Like, yeah. do a 25, get people to, like buy it beforehand love to know if anyone is interested in that let us know but like we could get a design that's just for something and we could you know you pre-sell them when you hit 25 and you, you do the order that's exactly what is, i do yeah okay and then yeah. you go hey pre-sell until you hit that number because okay interesting yeah. yeah i might have to try that just like i haven't really thought about merch i don't know why like i guess you've you're definitely in that band mindset which is really dope that you've sort of had that um uh, at the front of the front of my it, it's how it's how it's how we make money and, yeah, and it wasn't so, about making money for the podcast i just i started making alumni it. shirts i gave them to my alumni and i just got it kept getting so many messages can i have one i want one how can i get one i was saying no you can't have one you're not a guest it's only for the guests uh, okay so i basically made the same shirt but without the alumni part of it and i sold oh. like 50 sold of them Nice. In like, like, oh. in like a week and a half. And I was like, okay, oh. cool. This is working. So I, I always yeah. have merch ideas. I have a whole folder on my phone of merch back slogans that I'm taking a break on now because of COVID. I think pe- pe- people don't really have funds, I don't think, to to. Yeah, and they're not going anywhere to show That's it fair. off. Yeah. You, know, you want people to see what you got, you know? I want to make a, a hazy one, though, called Praise the Haze. Back, Ooh, back print. One. Yeah. That's Ooh, cool. That's a great one. That's really, I'll be about that one. Yeah. Steve is saying, I, and I guess he says to both of us, what have you got to sell that you'd send down here to Australia? So, so Australia, use. I love it. Use. Oh, yeah, nah, Steve, I use. Yeah, nah. Do you have stuff that you could, if there's still Steve glassware some... up on the Vox and House Big Cartel page, there's glassware. The This actually glass, uh, my custom. My favorite drinking glass that I drink uh, at home all the time. Uh, are Can you up there move, right it, now. move it across to what you face oh, a bit sorry. more? Because of the there you go. Okay, yeah, that's cool. Yeah, it's a great glass. Yeah. Very comfortable. Um, you guys have some. I gave you some. Yeah, yeah. I have. I have one. Yep. Um, they are super cool, Steve. As far as our stuff, there's a link in the description of this video. I actually popped it up. It's um, it's like Bitly, a Bitly link for the merch, and it takes you to our Teespring page. That's the BOS stuff, if mm-hmm. that's what you're interested in. We and have, that'll ship to Oz. And that'll ship. They actually have a local thing there, so I've had people out there buy it in Australia, and they, they deliver it the same as I would, because um, I just buy and it from the store. there's some more. We had a rock version. Of? It's probably not as hard as metal. No, it's not metal enough. remember the get oh, it the... in you with the beer spilling out yeah, and yeah, the yeah. thing. It was supposed to be the more like Grungier, rock. Rocky. I, I, st- I still want to do a collab. I, I think it'd be very we funny. Should. I think I want, to, I want to do a song and a merch collab. I feel like we could do a song that would work for both of us. <laughs> That'll be interesting. I think it'd be very funny. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and it'd be, like, it'd be funny, but it could be sick. We could make it sick. And I could sing too, so it could be a bit of both. Yeah, that's what I mean. I feel like on some, like, I know it's, like, probably whack to, like, metal dudes. I think I talked to you about them before, like, Asking Alexandria. Like, they're a little bit, like... I think they dropped dropped an album today, I want to say. I saw that, yes. I saw it came up in my thing, even though I I haven't listened to them for years, but I just like that first single they dropped. But I like the, I know it, once again, it's not as, like, hard, but they do the the clean singing and they do the metal singing. I think that, and, like, so did um, Alexis on Fire. I really love that stuff with... um, Yeah, I liked Alexis on Fire back in the day. I just, I like that sort of dichotomy. It's very cool to have kind of, like, playing off, and it's not, when it's not meant to be that, you know, like, metal metal, it it could work really well. Absolutely, and I came from a metalcore world, so... 
Okay, so you get it. All right, so let's let's seriously talk, bro. Like that would actually. I think be it'd be fun. super funny. I I I, yeah. I think it'd be really fun. Yeah, I'm so down. Um, and Steve, come up to Bridgie to deliver. Oh, I like your attitude, Steve. Bro. Yeah, I have some music stuff. If anyone cares? I got. My I bet you immediately like, said Bridgie. Right, come up to Brisbane. You said Brisbane, but you said Brizzy immediately. Oh. Like you did, you read it and like translated it, it immediately to. <laughs> Do you know why? Because <laughs> I don't know. I guess I don't know if this really is something that you guys would experience, but being away from where you're from, whenever I'm around, say if I talk to my brother on the, on FaceTime or on the phone, I'm like, oh yeah, nah, bro, yeah, fuck, you know, or, <laughs> uh, <laughs> limp B A O S topsy. I like that. I like there that. you go. Bows topsy. Yeah. Yeah, like you, the Aussie just comes back like really heavy, like exaggerated. <laughs> so, so I don't know, like, just because I know Steve is Australian and I'm reading it in an Australian accent, <laughs> it makes me feel more Aussie. And then I'm yeah. Like, oh yeah, you turn it on a bit more. <laughs> it's a strange like uh, it's uh, a strange Brisbane. Thing. Yeah, we were supposed to go because we were supposed to go to Australia to be before Australian. the fires and COVID and cyclones and all the things. <laughs> cyclone, hit. yes. Cyclone hit. So <laughs> that was our plan, but then you know, Mother Nature had other plans. Yeah. So um, and then the virus. So the virus, yeah, yeah, but uh, Brisbane was one. Of the places we were going to go to and spend actually like yeah. three days or something we had at least out or something yeah. i wanted to uh steve if you know matt he matt Fay, he does um he does all the he does the podcast for revel um so i know him he's actually going to be on the podcast in a few weeks i'm getting him on and um he's going to get there's another but every every brewery has a matt that's what I yeah, found. Yeah, we talked about that. I, oh, I was doing an interview. And we interviewed Matt. Ooh, and we interviewed Matt, Matt. And I was like, there's See? always a Matt. There's always a Matt. There's always a Matt. Everywhere you go, there's always a Matt. But it's generally a Matt in beer. Yeah. I don't yeah, know Matt's if you've never noticed one. it, but it's hilarious to me that like, it's so consistent. <laughs> you thank Jesus. <laughs> Praise him. Praise <laughs> him for the Lord. <laughs> Good Christian, so, yeah. like, literally, that makes sense. Yeah, great. Right. Good, good Christian, Christian boy. Yeah, pra- praise, uh, praise the infant. No, what other stuff do we have? We had show. Now something else. Oh fuck, I forgot to uh, bring up the article. But you, we were talking earlier about what we wanted to um, else to cover on this. I'll see. I saying you need to come visit Range, Australia's new hype juice kings. I saw about them. Was, I was talking to Chris from Mister Banks about them actually. Um, Matt was on our podcast a while back. Okay, sick. Nice. I figured you'd know him because you're all busy guys. Matt's a good bloke. I love it. So good people know each other. It's always the way. True. Um, we were talking about the main issue in Quebec, once again, not to go too much on the situation at hand, but Quebec breweries aren't able to have an online store and deliver their beer directly, whether it's via Canada Post, a uh, third-party thing, or hand-delivering them, right? So Bar Canada did that beer recently where they put a whole email, essentially. Fucking manifesto beer. It was amazing. Manifesto? Sick. Did they do a drop here? Is that- I got one. Okay, yeah, I, I need to. I know the guys, but like, I'm not gonna ask him for anything. Oh, no, I know I didn't get it from them. I, I got, I got, yeah. I ordered a beer through Vitsenbjerg, and I got one. Okay, so maybe I have to try and start doing that locally to try and get some of their stuff because I haven't had anything. I've, I've been, um, a, I've been a really lucky with Vitsenbjerg. Like, if you order on Wednesdays, it's the sweet spot. Wednesdays, all right, good to know because I have one near me too. So I guess uh, it could work. I was gonna order from Cheers out in. Um, they deliver to now to you and to my area. It looks good. It looks good what they do. I, yeah. I, I don't know. They got the, all the Sir John stuff. Them, they seem to have everyone. Yeah. They got all the Sir John Hayes. They got a lot of stuff. So I've been like, I just haven't tried it. I haven't really needed to get it. Fuck, fucking fucking Sir Hayes. John, man. Yeah? They're, they're doing the shit, man. They're my, my, my top brewer right now. You guys? All right. I really need to get into some more. So that I might just have to just cop a bunch. Uh, if Wednesday's the day. Can you remind me? If you're doing an order, can you just yeah. shoot me a moment yeah. and be like, hey, dude. Yeah, uh, want to do a just in case I forget. And then you get on Thursday. Okay, I love it. They're sweethearts. So so well done. They're the best. So I saw an article. Someone shared it um, on Facebook, and it was in all in French. But basically, there's this group 
the uh, called the RAGC JC, I believe. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's the one. The the manifesto. Yeah. Group. And they, um, they're the board, the body that's making that decision. So I think the AMBQ, which is the Association de Microbrasserie de Quebec, they are the ones, you know, like the um, OB, what's it called in, in OCB, OCB in uh, Ontario, the Ontario Craft Brewers Guild or whatever, like that takes care of the thing of each province. And then they have the national one, which is what Tiff was pointing out. Uh, they have the, the Canada seal of independence on the can. I don't know if you could show yours, Maddie. There you go. Yeah. It looks sick. Yeah, look at that. Look at those seals there. Because Australia has one for theirs. This is Canada's one. Finally, we have it uh, with the National Association. So um, they were saying that they've taken it to them. They are aware of the problem. And basically, it was a big cop-out. They were kind of saying, like, oh, we're not sure. If we it should can. have been already handled. Uh, yeah. Time. They were like, we're going to see what we can no. do. But, you know, it looks like that's the law type of thing. I'm like, you fucking idiots. Like, man. never like, in my life. Like, I got to say, for Ontario, like they immediately just swiftly were like, okay, whatever we can do to get alcohol in people's hands well, and they could stay at home, we understand the value of it, let's make it happen. That they were shipping, you could get a bottle of Jack Daniels sent to you with wings. Like that's how, like... That's from St. Louis. From St. Louis. Yeah. Like it's like from St. Louis, but yeah, French. Oh, it's Louis? Yeah, St. Oh, Louis. Oh, sorry. <laughs> but yeah, just like Frenchy. Fucking Frenchy. <laughs> but like that is crazy. And then here, look at this, the struggle. It's just such a... And, and it, it doesn't just, have to be. I don't yeah. understand. Yeah. yeah, I don't it get it. It is such an archaic law yeah. that was created yeah. after prohibition. Yeah. It makes absolutely no sense. 1928. You, I didn't literally 1928. That, 1928 was the when the law was made. It's so so stupid. It makes yeah. no sense. We are lucky that that you and I were lucky that we we know these brewers. We we see their struggles. I'm so so, my my friends from Le Fermenteur, who were the uh, from L'Assomption, who made the first Vox and Hops collab. Yes. Luckily, had a bottling machine, and they have started subsequently started bottling now. Mm-hmm. If you guys can go and order some of those beers, if you're from Quebec, I would be happy about that. They make some really really cool beers. But I, I'm so worried about all these people that don't have distribution, that don't have canning, that, that can't... You know, like uh, someone that's been very vocal about this that you should absolutely have on this adjunct series is uh, yep. Jeffrey Stuffings from okay. um, Jester King Brewery. Oh, yeah, I've heard of... Um, I wonder if he'd be interested in... in he King is and, like, very vocal about everything that's happening because Jester King is not just a brewery. It's an experience. You have to drive there. It's a way out... Outside Houston, I want to say Austin. It is. Austin, Austin, sorry. Twenty it's minutes like, outside. It's Austin. like, and then you have to drive, and it's like a farm. It's a whole experience. It's like Hill Farmstead. Yeah. So, so going to the brewery and and living at the brewery and being not living, but like experiencing that was how they made their money versus buying beer. And a lot of people yeah. here have that same thing where they have no distribution. It's supposed to be a pub. They're supposed to. It, it's it's so baffling that they haven't opened up the gates to this too. And there's so many people that want to buy beer. Why why should we be going and waiting in line when we're supposed to be staying home? Yep. Yes, and and even with um, the post office. Uh, yeah, that, well, that's another. That's thing. another thing that they Explain do. Where that, yeah. it's like uh, with the post office. Like I just got a twelve pack of beer. Like a twelve pack of beer. Sorry, okay. I got a case of wine. It's in a whole other area. 12 and um yeah you have to actually go they're making it so that if you're selling shipping alcohol and it's coming this is from ontario coming to um coming here they um are making it so you have to go to the post office to pick it up so that you can prove that you're 19 plus 
and then they end up still not even signing, like making you sign anything because they don't want you to touch anything. So dumb. And they're not even looking at your ID. So now you force me to go stand in a line someplace in a smaller area and be exposed to a bunch of people because you felt that there's a chance that a 17 year old is going to order like $300 uh, worth of wine. Four, yeah, $300 <laughs> worth of wine. Good on them. And then they I decide that and off. let them have it. Yeah. Um, and then Craig, thank you. You're welcome. I had to carry back like 60 pounds walking through the... Uh, a kilometer yeah. and carry a 60-pound box back home because yeah. like you're not going to take an Uber and that's just going to add to all that. No, no, no. The, the, the secret, all these the secret is you, you drink it as you go and it gets lighter. I should have done that. It's hard with the bottles of wine, though. It's hard with the bottles of wine. See, beer would have worked. Yeah, beer would have worked. You take the boy out of two mountains, you can't take the two mountains out of the boy. <laughs> you can't do it. Ever. Ever. Um, but, like, see, these barriers to purchasing, and yeah. it's like you're concerned about the economy. People love drinking. You already know that alcohol is a big business, which is why you tax as crazy 60% as you do. 60% increase in wine sales. There you go. Yeah, yeah. And um, the SAQ Shopify, can deliver. Why can the SAQ Shopify deliver? said that the primary business and online stores that were created were uh, breweries. Really? That's such a good idea. Majority, yeah. And, and in, there's in so BC many. And I was speaking to in Leonard Alberta. from Baron Mag, and he's, he was saying that we might lose him, yeah, 50, 60% of the breweries, hypothetically. So sad. I yeah. mean, that's a, yeah. That's it's a high. That's I've high. also seen, yeah, like, high. I feel like, do you know what's an interesting thing? I'm, I, I guess I can say names because they don't care because they've made it public. But, like, Trailway just said they're pretty much shipping Canada-wide. Um, Rosewood, the winery we got from, are just like, fuck it, shipping Canada-wide. Mm-hmm. Um, there's someone else I saw. As I said, beg forgiveness. Said like they're basically, yeah, you ask forgiveness, not permission. They're just mm-hmm. like, fuck it. But in Quebec, no one's breaking the rules. And, and basically what that article I read was saying that they are watching. They're watching for breweries well, to Well, we had up. a brewer that said he was ship doing No, he sh- decided against that. And then he stopped though because yeah. he got in trouble. I don't Did think he, he got in trouble, trouble, but I think he they, he realized they were cracking down on it. Okay. Monitoring. Thank monitoring, you, monitoring, yeah. Monitoring okay. more than he thought. Yeah. Uh, this and is the one in Montreal, and he because yeah. at first he jumped on one of our lives. He was commenting, being like, "Yeah, fuck it, like I'm just gonna do that shit." And I'm like, "All right." And then he got like concerned because in the end they're pressing hard on you because. And here's this thing: people want to purchase. You're not letting them purchase. You don't want them to go outside. So what the hell do you? So want? What, what do you want? Do you want these businesses to go bankrupt and you want to hurt the economy when you, in the end, we all know how much their breweries can th- make a community thrive. It's and they bring in taxes. What breweries can do. And yeah, they bring, and in they bring in taxes. Why they can, employ people. It's just like, yeah, the benefits yeah. go on and, and on. why is it? It's so like, this is what this whole time has taught us. Every single rule in society is arbitrary. Yeah. It's human made. Money isn't real. It's human made. All these fucking alcohol laws are all ridiculous. They're made a century ago by people in a different yeah. time with a different mentality. That are different dead. Problems. And they're all they're dead. dead. Pretty much every one of these motherfuckers, if they they're made the dead, laws, for sure they're dead they for sure. If they made laws in 1928, they're fucking they're dead. They're dead. So it's like, why are we sticking to this yeah. bullshit? And this it's- is the one thing I, this is also a problem that Quebec has. And I say, it, and it's for everything though. I always say it. I hate when the excuse for doing something is because we've always done it yeah. this way. No, it it's it makes the time no for innovation sense. right now. Yeah. Yes. You know what? In the Bible, were women barefoot or something like that and not allowed to have jobs. Like, yeah. I'm sorry, like, this doesn't work. <laughs> like, it just doesn't. Stop it. Just because you did something some way in the yeah, past. Yeah, the eight-hour work Obviously, day you found a way to sense. modify your book. So, like, you can find a way to, like, modify alcohol 100%. laws. You know what I mean? Like, it's... it's and then you think about the Hype Kings, the Hayes Kings from Montreal, Masorum, at the beginning of this, had a thousand people waiting in line. Yep. Yeah. To buy their and now they had and the to... cops were pissed at them. 
because people had to come and get it. So now they sell online. And now this is my other problem that we've talked about in other podcasts, but all the haze, be it all the hype, gone in 20 minutes. I can't, I, it's easier for me to order Bellwoods to my friend's house in Toronto who sends it to me here and cheaper than it is for me to take in, to go get up early because I'm a late person, <laughs> try it within <laughs> five minutes of Masorum's beers going live to buy it, then take an Uber either way, which will cost me at least $15 either way, but it cost me 10 and, and bucks to send it to my friend's house. it's because you're getting in two Ubers. Because then I have to go into you're a line. Or you're getting like, a, or an Uber or a whatever. bus, which is just like, that's if really I get to dangerous. Not, not to get there, it's in the middle of nowhere, yeah, but like... Yeah. It's ridiculous. <laughs> it is. I love Masoro, but it is a little bit in the middle of nowhere. You have to actually Yeah, take it I'm like, I love you guys, it. but like, uh, never let tradition get in the way of progress. Exactly. Big facts. So like, it's just so ridiculous. And the other thing to me that pisses me, well, that's not makes it ridiculous. I consume, we like, I buy from the weed store, the government weed store. So that they can send marijuana in the mail and then it's plus 21 plus. So I have to go pick it up, but the boxes are always tiny and they're not heavy. So it's fine. And then you can, um, get from the SAQ, they'll send yeah, SAQ uh, bottles of liquor, of wine. And that thing too, like what? And that's why it what shows difference you in does the it end, make? No, it's, you know what the difference makes? It's like taxes and bureaucracy, you yeah, know? Because in the bullshit. end, the SAQ is much more of a powerhouse than all of these individual independent businesses. Yes. So that's why in the end, it's kind of like how LCBO, it's so, it's interesting because you don't get all the perks of it. You know, like LCBO is the largest importer of alcohol. In so you the do world. Get the, in the world. So you do get this really? crazy range. Oh, in the cool. entire world, nobody yeah. imports more alcohol than LCBO. But then SAQ, they don't even have everything. So like LCBO, if the worst case scenario is that you wouldn't be able to purchase from everywhere, it would not be great, but you can still get great craft beer in LCBO. SAQ yeah. refuses to carry anybody. Yeah, they have, there's no So you can't beer. get that. They're not letting you do that. For not every depth can sell. Yeah, for the most v- part. Vitri- L- Vitriol pulls in some some cool stuff. For, for And Importation Pivot do some great stuff. They yes, bring in yeah. Nickelbrook and they're doing some good stuff. So those two companies yeah. are dominating the game and it's yeah. fantastic. I don't know why they compete. They should just team up. I, I, I hate competition. <laughs> right, it would be a little easier. <laughs> but yeah, you're right. But it's ridiculous. So it's like, but I can get wine from SAQ and I can get a bottle of gin and I can get all these other things, but I can't get, it's, it's just interesting interesting how they decide to what they decide to choose so okay you know? jamie you're a legend it feels almost like they that. don't like local because you, they man. also don't carry a lot of quebec wine either no and apparently and it's very difficult for quebec, quebec wineries wine. to even get in there and there's not even that many quebec wineries because quebec is not the fan most there's some that are allowed in depths now they yeah. changed the law so that like in depths they can actually sell quebec wines but we don't know enough about them because we haven't been there we've been to we mostly go to niagara on the lake and beamsville yeah so sometimes you can get a couple of the wineries that we like in the the SAQ classic ones, like the, yeah, the like super the special nice ones. ones, yeah, and they happen to have a lot of lambic and things like that, like a lot, meaning like one or two, but like a <laughs> bunch of a lot for SAQ standards, yeah. right? Like they have yeah. a few, you know, a few things over and above those ones, but like typically we would always get products from elsewhere and then bring them here, and it's not because it's just because like you can't always get what you sort of need here. Now this time there's a physical proximity issue. Yeah. Masorum is located, for example, same as like Four Origins are right next to them, like uh, in a um, industrial area in Point St. Charles, in the middle of kind of nowhere, they're hard to get to for the vast, even if you're like lived sort of nearby, it's not super easy and stuff. And they don't need, like they don't distro. So like, just like we could go to Cheers or Vertu and Bier online because Depeneurs have a grocery license, which means they're allowed to ship. Which is great. That's the one thing that no brewery has a grocery license because they're not selling groceries. So these Depths now can ship, which is great. But then there's the breweries like Bruce. The, the main ones I want to get my hands on are Brewski. Brewski. 
and um and Masorum. And I hit up Gilman and Derek, they were on our first, you know, I've been on the podcast twice, they're friends of ours. We go there regularly, I talk to them often. And he hit me up, he wanted to get me some beer. I'm like, I can't get there. So I'm not leaving a house for anything because Montreal's the capital of COVID. I bought a bike. <laughs> I bought a bike. You bought ah, a bike? You okay. are, Matt is hey, see, that's one way to be able to do it. That's yeah. a significant trip to We talked about that, but then we live in an apartment and don't know where to put our bikes. You can put them in the garage, but yeah, yeah that's the whole I, thing. We I, I bought a bike because I have to go to work yeah. hypothetically. When, oh, when, whenever Logo decides, yeah. then you yeah, have to you go back. I got to go to work, so I'm not yeah. taking the Metro no matter what. No, same. Yeah. So I bought, I bought a bike. dead empty. Thank you, Jamie, by the way. Yes, thank Jamie, you. thank you for that. The offer to grab the beers, that might be handy because uh, that's really what I'm after. Someone thank called you. me saying one of the cannabis stores would deliver to your house here in Ottawa now, and I've been using them. That is sick. That's cool. That's what, see, we yeah, actually are lucky that the SQDC do that here. Yeah. We are pretty lucky. I have to pee, of um, course. Go pee, go yeah, pee. No worries. Uh, organized crime, organized. Oh, Matt, can you hear me? No, I was going to say grab your beer. Organized crime organizations must have a way around it all. Let's ask them how they do it. Seriously, I was actually. So what? Could, I wish they were invested in craft breweries because then maybe we would. They actually do a bit better. <laughs> We'd actually they, be um, winning on that front if they could, if they were interested yeah. in craft beer. There's this dude Louis who comments on a lot of BOS stuff, and he was telling me like a week or two ago that mm-hmm. he used to work for the SAQ, mm-hmm. and he was explaining how it. Remember, I think I read you it out to you. To me it was that. fascinating. Yeah. He was oh, reading yeah. me out stories like about yeah. the bureaucracy, like without calling out details he basically said that like there's everything is really unionized there so like he had this other woman who was just about to retire so i guess in her 60s and she had to lift these heavy boxes but if the union knew that someone else was helping her it would cause all sorts of shit because the job rolls like every distinct task like i pick up this piece of paper and put it there like it's that ridiculously regimented yeah so he had to wait till they were like hidden in the room she had to drag these heavy boxes and then he could come and help her that's so ridiculous and like he goes that really isn't an example of why shit is all messed up but like it gives you a bit of a of how much bureaucracy is surrounding much, it. Thank yeah. you. And how impossible yeah. it's going to be to change. Yeah. Did you want to get the, the last beer? Do you want to grab that yes, now? I got it. You got it already? All right. Okay. I'm gonna use, I'll grab the beer. And, and you can grab the um, uh, bottle opener. Yeah. I can't the freaking name. Yeah. So we're just saying like uh, SAQ um, bureaucracy is pretty intense. Someone has been telling me stories on Facebook about it. Um, and it's a real shame. And I, I would imagine that's what it is. And just reading that article... I think it was in La Press. I shared it on BOS the other day and I forgot I was supposed to. I shared one. it as well. I shared it from you saw Patty, the one? Patty from Overhop. Yep. Was the one that Patty I shared. Had it. Okay, sick. Yep. Thank you, baby. Um, and, um, oh, we're going to wash the glasses whenever you come back. Yeah, And, yeah, man, it's just like, it, it basically suggests that we don't really have a huge um, hope of things changing fast or soon. Being that it took years, you know, only within the last two years, growlers and cool ships were allowed in Quebec. Um, whilst, you know, thank you so much. Quebec is in the best place, I think, for beer than it's ever been as far as like the quality, what they're putting out. And, you know, it's a, a variety. Thank you. Now the variety is the best. Arguably, no one I had a brief chat about it. The, uh, the um, hypothesis was it has Quebec finally eclipsed Ontario overall. Ooh, um, you think so? And, yeah. I, I, I went out on a limb. I think Quebec, you know, I've been always been very critical of Quebec because they do many things very, very well. Like there's nowhere that does in Canada that does better farmhouse, arguably the barrel, uh, you know, barrel aged stouts and things like that are just insane here. Um, 
all of that type of stuff. They've been really known for that, right? That's why, all, like, all, that's what people have been after here. But the, the things that are missing that were always like the trends. So, like, you know, lagers or pilsners or dry hop lagers and shit, uh, haze, milkshake, fruited, you know, kettle sours, things like that. The smoothies. All, the smooth, all that dumb stuff, right? Like, that's the whole rounded thing. And now that's here, at the very least, between. Gatineau, Montreal, Quebec City. And what's like up? What's up with the, Gatineau? It's it's totally on Gatineau fire. is just dominating. Yeah, uh, Gallicus now just dropped Killing haze. It. Apparently, their haze is Killing fire. Um, Sankian Battle Chris, is another Sankian one. Baron. Chris is working for them, and he's uh, he's been telling us apparently their shit is like really good right now. They're dropping a bunch of beers. And there's one more that I can't remember the name. Um, yeah, I might have a blank too. Maybe if Chris is still on, he might uh, be able to let us know. But yeah, there's a bunch of stuff, man. I really think this is why it's extra disappointing that these laws haven't changed because, like, Quebec is on fire in a way that it's it ha- it's never been. So I really hope that something happens with that because it's uh, pretty crazy. Did I just call lagers a trend? I guess what I mean, Steve, was, like, um, lagers are circular, right? They they're weren't back. cool for the they're longest back. time. They're, they're back. Right and you, yeah. you can't argue that it isn't a trend in the sense of like, say dry hop lagers. There wasn't such a thing as dry hop lagers four, four or five years ago. It's only in the last two years probably. So they are a trend in the sense they are everywhere in Ontario, but Quebec's been very slow to get onto that. Now I feel like it's, you know, most breweries are doing like, like even Masorum um, are doing the wicked slow pour, like serious lagers. And but I think that they want to challenge here. themselves because... Correct me if I'm wrong. You can hide a lot of flaws in a hazy IPA. You very much can, yeah. So, so I think brewers are artists, just like you're. You're an artist, and I aspire to be an artist one day, as I gr- <laughs> as I grunt over music. Uh, we we want to challenge ourselves to actually make something that's beautiful, and and you cannot yeah. hide flaws in a lager. It has to be perfect. Absolutely. So I think that's and why lagers are coming back because brewers are challenging themselves. To to make 100%. pure good beer, and and that's and that's that's amazing. something that is refreshing, and I went to Masorum, and no no fault to them, I love them to death, and they have changed this since then, but there was thirteen beers on the tap, I think there was two sours, this was back in November I want to say, and okay. eleven amazing hazy IPAs, and I by the end of the night I was bored of drinking. Haze, right? Amazing haze. I wanted variety. Yes. And they sort of always, I mean, I guess it would be good if they had like a, a solid, you know, two different stouts every time, two, three different crispies or something. Like they're not, you know, and maybe they're, they're smoothies or just some sort of kettle sours and stuff. Everything I've drank from them is, is fantastic. So, so I've, yeah, I've been back subsequently control. after that. And, and it, was, it was much more varied and it was amazing. But that specific time, I was like, it's just haze. <laughs> I, I, re- I definitely remember. I remember that time very well at Missorum. Um, Steve is saying here, I understand about the lager call. Uh, it's just a hilarious thought given it's what 90% of all beers drank over here. Uh, well, here at least, yeah, in Australia. So they Australia love is them a, a golden, uh, golden ale, ale and a summer ale. Australia yes. and pale ales. Australia is very behind North America. So it's catching up with range and Mr. Banks and shit. But overall, Australia is still pretty behind. So I think the average, there's a small faction of, of craft beer nerds that I know there that are, you know, on the money. 
But the vast, vast majority of people are I so think we far were there. The, the top beer was like a golden ale or something. The top beer is Bolter's XPA. Uh, oh, it's been that oh, couple of years in a row. XPA is very popular, exactly. Yeah. Basically a pale ale. But that's just the Aussie palette. It's completely, um, it's a few years behind even Canada, which is basically caught up to the US. So y'all mm. will get there. It's just, uh, yeah, Canada it sounds definitely ridiculous. caught up to the US. Yeah. We're good. Uh, Olivier saying, what if the consumers get together, register as a corporation, get a license, and set up hundreds of shipping locations out for orders? <laughs> Want to play with the laws? You got served. I mean, yeah. yeah. Oh, just get a grocery license and be like, hey, we're selling products and we just ship shit out. It is cool what, like, what, what like Vice Versa is doing and saint Soublon's is doing, where if they deliver food, they can deliver their beer. See, that's that's interesting. Boswell's doing it too, I think. Good. Yeah, that makes sense. That's great. That's great, yeah. I hope Boswell, because Boswell it must be canning now. They're only canning a couple things. They can, I think, through Mabarasri. It's all haze. Mm. Right. Okay, that makes sense. Mabarasri. What's all haze, Steve? Like in over here or in Australia? Um, so, Maddie, what's your next beer, man? Tell us, tell us about your one. I'm stoked about it. I'm very stoked about it. I took a chance today and I wrote Boragal. Ollie's going to be happy about this. It's their brand new Biscotti Imperial. Close to your face. There you go. Woo. Oh, that sounds nice. What's the ABV? 11.1%. Oh, fuck. Uh, shout out to Cedric uh, for, for hooking this up. I hope you're still watching if you are. Uh, it is a um, extra strong chocolate beer, chocolate coffee, imperial stout. They are a very interesting brewery. They only make dark beers, which, which fits in so well with metal, of course. Uh, they are reopening tomorrow on May 16th. Tomorrow they are open only from 1 till 6 you guys should all go and buy. They have this crazy deal right now. It's a 12-pack for $50. They have their two Framboise Noir, which is a sour raspberry dark ale. Two black lagers, two dry stouts, two of their Porter Baltics, Baltic Porters, two of their Imperial Choco Pima, which is a spicy stout, which is also it's up up there is around twelve or eleven percent, and two of these for fifty bucks. And uh, there was this whole fucking scandal going on with uh, Boregal through social media and all the craft beer nerds on uh, Capsule Beer and Beer Meme Quebec were spouting that they were going bankrupt and they were going to close. And I do not have the exact specifics of what happened but they are fine and they are continuing and they're brewing and they're releasing new beers and that makes me very happy because i love Borgal very very much uh, you can only go there on saturdays from one to six it's like a small tasting room i don't know what it's going to be like now with covid but it was a really ch cool chill atmosphere before really cool. you could just go really nice. and taste yeah. all the stuff and then buy what you want to buy and leave without <laughs> it was it was really very cool and it smells yeah. amazing in there because there's all the barrels it's mm -hmm. it's it's absolutely amazing so i'm going to crack this and what are you what are you what are you drinking so this bad boy uh this is a beer from our friends at Sawdust City this Love is called stout. Hig it's a coffee stout we actually had it with them they gave it to us on the day we did our first ever um canned collab called Get It In Ya was our first canned collab uh, a double dry hopped Australian New England IPA with uh, Galaxy L and Vic Secret Hops, uh, where they had our stupid faces on the um, on the label. So this one is actually only seven percent, so it's not as no, it's not. I lied to you. It's six point two. 
Ooh, it smells great. So I just had this sitting in the cellar for two years. That was uh, February 2018 that came out. We brewed it in January. You're so, so you're so diligent. I, I can't keep beers. I just drink them. <laughs> <laughs> I'm getting a little really better good. now that I have more volume. Really but, but Yeah, but, you go. It's all about volume, dude. Once the volume hits and there's nothing else you can do, like... I really thought by the end of all this quarantine, I was like, I'm going to get through my damn cellar finally. Like, this is going to be amazing. I'll just come over once this is over. I'm very good at helping. (laughs) Oh, you are. We actually have our beers from our Christmas hole. We had a few leftovers that we still – that's one session in and of itself. That's quite significant. We'll we'll Um, make it work. Worst case, it will be a park episode. Oh, yeah. That's something (laughs) we could totally do. Yeah. Yeah. That looks great. I love, oh man, I really like Beauregard. I, I yeah. love, yeah, I love really them. Nice. I'm so happy Cheers. that they're okay. Cheers. Yeah, same, man. Cheers, guys. Cheers, guys. Oh, it's fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. Sweet. Talk, talk but super it. boozy. Uh, it's got a little. 11, 11 and a half. Oh, move it towards your face more. There you go. Absolutely yeah, delicious. Looking, yeah. Looking nice. This is um, definitely pretty chill. Like, it's like an. It's, Six two, so it's kind of like that yeah. light. Um, it's more watery for a stout, but that's the point. But you got mm-hmm. like a nice balanced, uh, it's nice and creamy. The coffee's in there, it's still kind of bitter, yeah. mm. chocolatey, crushable. Love it. Nice and light. This is uh, abs- absolutely super bitter too, but but totally manageable and absolutely. I guess they kind of have to be bitter. It's Eleven a point um, two. Just is like yeah, yeah Eleven is is ballsy, a good party. So. I love it. Um, and they were great. I just loved the what it looked like on the inside. I liked the vibe. Uh, I think the owner was there who we saw. Uh, so Cedric said that it is, is the guy that's the main voice of it. Tall, tall brunette. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Very nice man. Sweetheart. Yeah. Brunette. Yeah. Very good. Wait, he's a brunette. No. Well, he's brown so. hair. Yeah, he, 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 he has brown hair. <laughs> he has two eyes and a nose too. No. There you go. Wonderful. Really? Perfect. Well, that's oh, always a good to have. Ooh, Toronto Cup. What do you wonder? I just don't know if this is a 2018 version oh, okay. or the 2017 version. Because I like, it's, uh, there's two, I always get confused when I say on, like, on Untapped to see which one is which. Oh, it's got the same coffee. So how do I know? How do I know? What if I check into the wrong one, Matt? What if I do it? Life will Wait, end. It's going to be over. Sorry, did you say 2017 version? Yeah, we got this in January it 2018. So that means they wouldn't have. It wouldn't possibly be in the 2018, was it? No, it would have to be 2017. Yeah, that makes sense. Year. That, yeah. yeah. Then I don't have to review it. Yes, because I've already done it. It's always a good thing to me. <laughs> Oof, and, that's right? why, and that's why I don't do untapped people. It's a lot yeah. of work. I did it for like Oh, this is even untapped. Untapped is the easy part. Well, he does every untapped, but also the Because I do the reviews, like, the right? The selfies actually, and all yeah. that stuff. But because I, this was from the same day and I drank it that day and reviewed it, I don't think I need to, to yeah. review it again, which I is always a pleasure. as well, Matt. I tried. You tried? I had fun the first of a while, and then I was like, fuck this, man. I, <laughs> I, 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 I drank too many beers. I, 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 <laughs> I, I, it would never end. I, I started First, one, I went to, Jamie. like, then I started going through, like, cheers, Jamie. Then I started going to, like, okay, I'm only going to do, like, goat beers. The fire beers. Like, the really crazy beers, you know? And then I was just like, oh, just, it's a lot. It's a lot, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, Olivier saying, I have one of the original bottles of Choco Piment Stout. I'm trying to age it as the guys at the brewery told me it was possible. Yes, definitely it would be possible. <clears throat> that uh, we uh, we went with Nate. We actually did uh, just before this ended. 
we did a uh, where did we have a series of vlogs we do called where to drink craft beer in X X City doesn't matter you know and one thing we hadn't done is do it in our own town I hadn't done it in Montreal so we did episode one with Nate from mm-hmm. Nathan Desby he came down for it from Ottawa we put that one out and then we did a collaboration with this company called City Brews Tours and they're super cool and they invite we're going to do two episodes with them we do we did one with like we jumped on one of their public tours yeah so they took us around and one of the places was Beauregard so in our last uh video wow, what we a different to time go, I know I was just, all that was on in a bus February nope, from like the, no yeah. thank you nope imagine yeah, going like on right. a bus no no yeah. thank you yeah. right no yeah. I just like just even think and that was just when, February and then yeah, on, February, one right? month later <laughs> but we didn't we didn't put it out yet. We actually have yeah. three videos. We did one in San Francisco in December. Yeah. We did the Montreal one part two, and, and we, we did, did Vermont. What, where to drink in Vermont part one? Yeah, and our last Vermont trip, which we went just before they cut it off, the weekend before everything. Yeah, we were there, so it was like just made it, and um, and we, we thought we were being because everything changed so quickly. Like yeah. I'm already inclined. I'm a germaphobe, so like as soon as I even heard for a millisecond that something was happening, I had like Lysol with me, brought to the hotel, wiped the hotel down, wiped the like the the rental car down, all this stuff. But the news was so light at that time that it felt like I was being extreme, and yeah. then less than a week later, or a week later. It was like, okay, things are, we need to lock down, you need to stay home, all this stuff. And I was like, oh, so I wasn't being um, no. crazy after all. But things were changing so fast yeah. at that time. I was just thinking, what a different, because everyone was still going to raw in restaurants, we're at wineries, we're at breweries, everyone's all, it was, yeah, it was crazy how fast things changed. I, I actually read the first time I read social distancing was from a post that you shared, Craig. Really? Oh, wow. Yeah. On on Facebook or Instagram? Or Facebook, yeah. The one that the, from the scientists and the graphs and the, the little dots uh, and the different... Uh, yeah, yeah. Interesting. Okay, yeah. Because we were already was... for it from the way beginning. As soon as like a millisecond, as soon as they said like this is going to be something that could prevent mass outbreak, we're like, all right, so let's all just stay apart, guys. Like, we need yeah. to stay apart. Like um, in Vermont, they had um, the the people were lysoling the. They started wiping. Yes. What do you call it? Like the the pin pad. See where you pay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That yeah. thing. And, and there, um, were doing, there was there the were constantly at, um, Purelling, Purelling yeah. at um, the the uh, distillery. The distillery in uh, Bar Hill. Bar Hill. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that was that was interesting, and they were doing that. And but the brew pubs were packed. We sat next to people in every brew every brew pub. We went to seven. Oh, breweries. that was a great that trip. Like that would have been weekend. a prime catching COVID trip. Oh yeah, we went to everything. We're, we're at foam. Foam was packed in and out, in and out. Like people like, like Fiddlehead yeah, and fiddle, like everywhere. We went to Hill Farmstead. It was yeah, rammed. rammed. <laughs> went to Ben Hill. Went fucking yeah. everywhere. Yeah. All over the state too. Yeah, and it was crazy. And then when we came, yeah, then we came back on on the. Friday the 13th of March was the collab we did with um, Wood Brothers. Wood Brothers, yeah. And that was kind of when it was like, it was the weekend prior. That's we when I started only We're touching like, elbows hmm. and stuff and like Purell like, like hey, 17 man, how you doing? times. Like, what do yeah. we do here? Yeah. Like, what's yeah. the protocol? Because it was kind of weird. And they seemed pretty chill about it. Yeah. And we were kind of like, no, something's little, happening. We thought, yeah. yeah, something's <laughs> happening. And like we were talking, Chris was there. We didn't dap or hug Chris or anything like that. Mm-hmm. The Wood Brothers guys were, but they're like on that farm. They hadn't been anywhere. So yeah, they're they completely cool. like isolated themselves. We'd already. been around, yeah. but like. Yeah, technically, but it wasn't nothing was happening. That's why Vermont had not... Because Vermont also were very fortunate. So, like, we went to New York and hung out and then came back here. Yeah, that would be a problem. Vermont just, like, had no cases and nothing happening. And then when we left, they, we started realizing cases happened. So, out of extreme caution, we were like, okay, let's just stay the F home yeah. just in case because you never know because they said the 14 days, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah, yeah. yeah um, it was kind of wild. But it's crazy how fast... Uh, yeah, how now fast it's been two months happened. of actually staying in. So, we stayed in since then. 
and yeah. we had podcasts the following week for that. We had. Do you go outside to walk kind of. though? Do you, or you just yeah, stay yeah, inside? Yeah, yeah. No, we if walk in the nice grocery shop for a walk. Yeah, okay. grocery shop, grocery store. Uh, there's two different grocery stores we go to, mm-hmm. like one for produce and one for kind of bigger stuff. And um, where where we are, we've got like the wealthy neighborhood next to us, as you know. So like. It's, we go through there, but there's mad people in the streets, and it's just always like moving to the side, and, like crossing yeah, the street when yeah, we see them. And, don't, like, don't, yeah, yeah, yeah. We went it's for still a walk better than the being down. And, yeah, week. we went to try to go to the plateau. Oh, and, like, oh fuck, God. we can never come back here again. It's Dude, out of we went past Laurier Park. It was yeah. fuck. I mean, look, we're we're near the mountain here, so we're like in, 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 even the mountains too packed. The mountain is round. We can see it from our window too, and there's like mad people on the mountain. You see the the cops cars go by and stuff. Have you been outside where they go outside and they're blasting that message? Yeah, we heard from the balcony. Yeah, Dude, it's like a Black Mirror episode. It, my, yeah, wife, my wife started crying. Jessica, the producer yeah, of Oxen, she started crying. She was so emotive. It's crazy the, living in this in this horrible, horrible, like it's dystopian yeah. dream. Yeah. Yes, and this is the thing. Like, without getting too much into that, like it does feel dystopian because, like, I'm I'm into the conspiracy stuff. I know things that that's the you know, I kind of align with that. But at the same token, the 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 disease is real. I don't want to get it. I've no. They keep saying, you know, they're always saying, "Hey, it only really affects the older people." But there's all these like rappers. This 25 year old rapper who was Nas's protege died in New York. This other dude who was well known was 35. He passed. Scarface from Houston is one of the greatest rappers of all time, and he has lung issue. He's got it. Lung issues. Kidney failure. Mm. Like also, you could just. It's not even about you. You could just pass it on to somebody, and then you yeah. hurt them, and that's not fair. There's so like, many. We have like, like pretty like uh, cute little old people in our building. You know, like I would never. What want if I to touched the elevator myself, button and, and like, then yeah, and, yeah. yeah and I, do something to them so but like it can affect they saying that it can affect your lungs forever yeah they don't know if there's gonna yeah, be who knows? Scarring. Who knows? who knows yeah who no one knows? else too, yeah. so it's like i know you're yeah. the same as us because you've got children in the house and you are around children for your job are your kids you've... in school now oh no, no we pull them out so we no. pull them out we, they will not go back to daycare good okay yeah that's the move yeah that's it's just like a yeah it disappoints me in, in quebec because I feel like, look, I get that we don't want the government to tell us what to do. And I'm very much aligned with that. I don't want a dystopian society. I've read all the books. I'm aligned with that thinking. At the same token, we have to understand that like, it's not on our timetable. And I feel like as long as they don't overstep, we have to restrict our... like. Yeah, you don't have to hang proximity. out. In the you don't park. have to be in a you fucking don't park. Have to. Hold this is what it all comes down to. We talked about this the other day. This thing about like entrepreneurs and hustlers that like will give up what is it you you uh oh, take you a, sacrifice a small time to uh pay out later yeah basically. but there's something you said the other day it was really oh, good something i keep you t- saying is that you future. borrow from the future so that you can have like instant gratification today yeah that's what a lot of people so do so you're not it's no long-term thinking you're only thinking short no so i need to go to the park no need to sit in the park now seven degrees it's like yeah. sunny we have to go like i gotta get like, i gotta get my my base tan yeah, yeah, like shut the f- like to me. That's like it's incredibly selfish. Like yeah. I get it, I do get it, and I see I'm that they're too, staying far like, apart, and I I get it, but it's still just not worth the risk. And the faster that we act now, it's going to benefit us. That's in the all future. it is. But it's just a lack of long term. Yeah, no one's thinking long term. And I Quebec, don't... the only it's not Quebec's only fault is not people are hanging in parks, and that's the reason. There's a lot of factors that are no involved, the issues like... of making us go to stores and stuff. I'm lucky. I'll give them a shout out right here. I love them. This Marché Nouveau. On Jean Talon Street, 
I order my groceries from them every week. They are amazing. It is a small family-run thing. I don't know what family member or who they hire to do their online store. It is fucking fantastic. Oh, nice. And the produce that they give me, everything is spot on. I order two packs of bananas. One of them is green. The other one is ripe. They, Ooh, they, they know. They are fucking Detail. amazing. That's good. You know yeah, what I mean? Great. Like, like, and they call Shout me. Yo. They call me if they're missing something, and they, they, they're, they're awesome. Like, I, I can't praise them enough. And I get it. You know, I, I you know, we, we, we live in a new world where I order my groceries on Monday, and I get it on Thursday. But I know that now, and I'm fine with that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, you prepare early. Prepare for it. And I go out with yeah. my kids every day, and my kids. You know, I'm, I'm worried about how my kids. Will will be affected by this because kids are so malleable and resilient, but but it's such a vast time of learning mm-hmm. at this age. They, they acquire so much knowledge, and my daughter yeah. now, when someone comes on the on the sidewalk, she knows that I expect her to move mm-hmm. over and to to be away from them. And and what is the impact going to be long term on that? Exactly. It's interesting because without question, it is a form of trauma. Right, a hundred percent. There's so, going to be PTSD for yeah, a, a lot of people that are, that are, that are, that are living with this. You know, not being able to to be with their their loved ones, their elderly loved ones that have passed away thanks to it because the CHND, oh. which is the the old folks' home, is a horrible term here in Quebec, wouldn't let people in for the first month and a half, let's say. Mm-hmm. So, you know, just imagine that. So, so my wife... I'm not my wife, with that situation, but something terrible happened there, right? Like, this mm. was a disaster, this whole... Um, it was really place. badly ran. Poorly managed. They, they, yeah, they, everything you know, but everything, this is new. As much as we criticize everything, this is new mm-hmm. for ev- everyone. It's the first time this is happening. So, so yeah, obviously, some bad decisions yeah. are going to be made. My yeah, my, my sure. wife read that, that that there was pictures. They were, there was like a sleeping elderly person and a sign, and it says, "I'm still alive." And they were sending it to the family members. Oh gosh! You know what I mean? Oh gosh! Yeah, that's rough. That's but I wanted to touch on my wife. My wife wrote a, a children's book. Yes. Yes. Like called know. called uh, today we're staying home with her friend Jeannie and uh, a bunch of other people helped make this happen and she had the, the, the reason was because it was basically our day to day and if you look through the book you can pick out like I'm in it, my whole family's in it uh, a few of our friends' families are in it and it's basically about families coping with social isolation and there's a French version, an English version and I'm sure that more will come after that and it's very interesting uh, that we got to be a part of this. I, I narrated the book for the YouTube versions, but she's, she's, it's very cool what she, she set up. And it's just a beautiful, positive message that even though we're all staying home and it's absolute madness, we can still be okay. And I'm happy. Yeah. Yeah. That's great. Yeah. Where can people find the book? Uh, it's available on, I'll get, I'll send you a link and you can drop in the description. It's mycelia yeah. media. It's, it's a hard thing to spell out that <laughs> I, okay. I, I could do it better. Yeah. <laughs> you even said it and I was like C E Yes, M M Y C E L I A Media. Oh, okay. That's I okay. believe okay. I there might be a typo in there. Okay. But I'll send yeah. you I'll send you the link and you could drop in the description. I'll check you the thing. Yeah, right. definitely. Uh Colby's saying I feel the same I see the same stuff at the parks by my house all the time. I'm thankful to have a backyard for my little guy to run around. You know I what's think- funny? This is interesting that you say that. This is like almost um, made Craig and I want to move to the suburbs. We're like, if this was supposed hey, wait, to wait. be almost. life forever. Almost? Yeah. Okay, almost. 
um, if this was supposed to be like life and what life is, because the whole benefit of where we live is that we have access to everything and everything's closed and all our cafes and restaurants and brunch places, all the stuff is right there. And we're like, well, none of that matters when you're not allowed to go to any yeah. of these places. We have no yard. Because I would have, have loved no a backyard right now or somewhere where you could just hang out in the back, you know? Yeah. Let's wait till they make that craft beer delivery law, though. <laughs> <laughs> oh, before we that'll make a bit of a difference. Yeah, yeah. that'll make a difference. Yeah, that'll, that'll make, a make a difference. I'd and and like, also, the coffee is a problem too. Yeah, it's one of our faves as well. Like, I love the access. You kind of need both in a way. But like having land, like having the space, especially if you have kids, so that they can actually like go out at the back and do stuff. Like that's extremely valuable. Right? I'm lucky. Like, we like, have this like alleyway, like two seconds from my house. It's between like a. Like a, like an elderly residence, but they never go out. The elderly and a co-op, which is like a a bunch of people live in the same building. They take care of a yard, and there's like a, a green alley there. So I go there, and that's basically my backyard yeah, yeah. now. And nobody ever goes. People nice. walk by, but there's like enough grass and space that, and it's not like a park where people will go to hang out. So I've I've been just utilizing that to our that's full dope. advantage, and it's it's, nice. it's, yeah. it's really that's fun. Great. Yeah. Montreal is good for the green spaces, though. That is yeah. one thing that, like, trumps over any other city I've ever seen is the volume, the sheer volume of green spaces and, like, yeah. the focus they put on that because that's what people here seem to very much appreciate. Yeah. So it's actually kind of cool. It baffles it me that they haven't opened camping. We can, we can stand in line to go to buy groceries, <laughs> but you, okay. can't, you can't go out into the woods and sleep in a tent. Yeah. That's confined. Yeah, I've yeah. I've heard from the sort of like because we're more on the, coming from the cautious side of things, and I've heard from one of our friends who owns a brewery in, in Toronto. He was we were talking to him the other day, and he was he laid out his kind of case to me, and I see what he's saying as far as like we went to the plant store here the other day that sells plants, and they had a sign out the front because they've been closed. They only opened up the other day, and they were like three people at a time. We're like boom, we have masks mm-hmm. on. We wear like. Like a nice one, the good, like the the hospital ones for not N95. My mom had to ones. ship us masks from uh, Ontario, so we she could got get that. some like high grade masks. Yeah, <laughs> and we wear those to the supermarket. We're just doing small things. We're just going to be quick. We just wear a bandana mask, and that's fine. Yeah. So we went in there with the bandana masks. No problem. There was no more than three people in the store. They helped us. They had the screen up. They all had masks on. I'm mm-hmm. like, I feel comfortable here. I don't yeah. feel. And we're very cautious. And I was like, I feel good. There's no reason that other stores can't open and have, but they just have to have the strict rules. Yeah. And something like camping, like you said, after being in that store, I'm like, oh, you can fucking open camping. You can open Home Depot and just have 20 people maximum. And yeah, you just space like, everybody out. Yeah, yeah. Walmart. Yeah, every, space- every three campsites or something. Yeah, or something yeah. like that. Like, yeah. just be, there's, there's ways around it. Mm-hmm. Thankfully, you have that as well. I guess you might be talking yeah. about the, oh, your park there. Space. Yeah. Your space, yeah. But yeah, I just feel like there. Now I'm thinking about it. I'm like, there are ways to safely do it. Yeah, that doesn't impact anybody. That helps businesses survive, and therefore, you know, yeah, we do have to do something. Like it can't um, go it's on interesting. forever. We're like in a from the actual um, employed person perspective. They're not in a great place, but they're in a better place when you compare it to some place like the employed person. Oh, the employed person. So not the business because we don't get any government the, benefits. Like whatsoever. Craig and I don't get government benefits because we didn't lose income, and, and that we has didn't have like full time employees. They were all and we don't have any full time employees. Yeah. So um, all of that, like we don't benefit from it. But as an employee, like the government is giving you something. It's not fantastic, but at least they gave you something. I feel we should all be very grateful for that, or at least the people should be grateful for that. Um, when you look in places like the U.S., like I understand why at some point we're going to have to pay for this all, right? 
like, and it's great that we did this. This is amazing that we did this. But when you think about it, like the money is not coming from nowhere. <laughs> like it's going to come. We're going to, our taxes are going to look crazy in a few years. Like, just, just, not. Justin doesn't have a money tree. Right. I know somehow. <laughs> so um, it is helpful to just. open. I get, I get it. Like I get that if you can safely operate and it will help you because even though as an employee, you could be like, okay, well I'm fine. I'm making $2,000. Maybe I share a part with a friend. It's not so bad. The business is struggling, extreme, like struggling very, very hard. So you do need to find a way to open things up to make them be okay if it can be done in a safe way. Yeah. I still think like I'm of the mind that everything's too early right now because we just don't know. And like it's summer and especially in Montreal, I'm super concerned about Montreal because like we just live for summer. It's all we have. It's what we wait for this entire time. <laughs> and now you're going to tempt us and tell us we can go outside. Like I just, I just already see every park filled with people and yeah. they start getting closer and closer together until it's, it's a complete disaster. I, I went to Jerry wave. park with my daughter on her bike. I was thinking uh, about Jerry park. Two, 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 <laughs> week, two weekends ago. And, mm-hmm. I, and we went down and I was like, no, 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 turn around. We're leaving. It was, we it, passed was it was, it disaster. was insane. In, yeah, I bet. Laurier was completely packed. It did not feel at all like there was. And multiple people sent us exactly, and multiple multiple people sent us video of Parc La Fontaine. We actually used yeah. to live near there. Yeah, in the east end, out of control. It was. Oh, just and that's when we saw the people, uh, the, cops. the cops going by with the automated mess, creepy messages. So scary. Yeah, it's, yeah. it was so creepy. It was I'm so like, creepy. like, yeah. There's there's got to be a happy medium between the dystopian fucked up like future and just sort of like. Let you know this thing is real. Let's find a way to make it work within reason. But the thing is that, like, comes back to what you were saying before: the people aren't doing their bit. They're not willing to be like, we haven't moved, we haven't done anything. We only leave the house. We've been only like for a handful of walks, like one or two a week. The weather's been terrible, so it's only if the weather's half decent we go for a walk. Yeah. Every time we go, there's a million people everywhere that obviously are friends. No, that's why we started going in the house. That's why we started going up in the wealthy area because there's just less density. That's just right. the only thing. It's less density because there's there. larger houses, so it's just a family, and there can't be that many people. <laughs> That's true. Where when you go in the plateau, we're all apartments. Yeah. So then we it's went like, through like one part of it, like through yeah. Outremont, sort of near the, the Orthodox Jewish area, and because that was just rammed. apartments, yeah, they were just like there were groups of like twenty people, no exaggeration, yeah. on the street, just hanging that, on the sidewalk. I was like, like, are you oh guys out of your mind? We just zipped out of that. I'm like, that's the death zone. Yeah, yeah. So we're never going back there again. That was just like one idea, but. It just like I just I don't have a lot of because we understand like we've lived here long you're from here right but we've lived here long enough to understand the culture so I we know that people are just going to do what the fuck they want to do they don't really care and then I, it just it makes me concerned for yeah how it's going to be yeah over summer <sighs> it's an interesting world you know it's a it's an interesting but it sparked creativity so this is these are the things that i like like from an actual perspective like you actually are not working in the job that you generally are for craig and i it's just like what we've always done so it's not too crazy we're just not out shooting podcasts or traveling at all yeah that's the main difference um but i do or getting love, our haircut or my haircut. Or getting your haircut but i do <laughs> you're, love, you're, you haven't let tiff do it yet I, I thought know. about Why? it Why not? and now I just like it's at the point where it's been like three <laughs> months almost and I think I'm just gonna you're, join, try and you're get joining the, my force uh, I might join your force <laughs> at this point I'm gonna see how that goes yeah and if uh, if it looks okay I'll keep it if it doesn't I'll be like but like say for Craig's barber this is gonna be super hard 
What's he going to do? Just think I'm about like, how I'm close he is to people, people, but he's also so close. He has yeah. to be so close to people. So the Bob so what's he going to do? That's still going to take forever. Because how in the world yeah. is he going to... Like, he's my friend, too, so I talk to him, and I've seen him post about... But he would um, have to... You can make him sick. He, does, he can't confirm that you're okay. Correct. So he's going to have to no, wear an N95-level yeah. mask. Yeah. He's going to have to wear... Because he, he's doing this part with a straight razor. He's got his fingers halfway nearly in my nose. Like, he can't, that's not safe for him to do that. Yeah. So he's going to have to have gloves that he changes every time. He already changes the uh, the blades on the straight razor. Mm-hmm. But what's he going to do with the clippers? Yeah. You can't just go put the clippers on someone's head and then go put them on the next guy's head now. Even though he does clean them and he sprays them with this stuff. Or oh, maybe the spray sanitizer. Yeah. I have seen him do that every single okay. time. Yeah. So maybe the spray is a sanitizing or a disinfectant. I would imagine they would be. Because there's that. so many people yeah, who like have the choice. Yeah, like with salons they do that. Yeah. I have to pee, of so, course. Go for okay, it. no problem. No pee your heart out. Oh, we've already been two hours anyway. So I guess we'll, we'll I got to pee too. Yeah. But I figured we'd uh, wrap it up. But yeah, I'm just sort of like, what is he going to do? Yeah. Um, to, to sort of be able to get around it. He's going to be rammed. But the appointments already are sort of 45 to an hour, hour already, walk. right? And he's going to probably have to allocate an additional hour now to just make to sure like, getting it early, sanitizing. Sanitize the chair, sanitize the arms. Every time in between. You did, anything like, no, wait you outside. You touched. wait out there. Don't come yeah, near anybody. You're definitely not going to sit in and wait for your appointment no. anymore like you used to. You'd have to wait in the overall lobby mm-hmm. of spaces, for example. Yeah, because my barber's in now. Uh, actually, funnily enough, he's, in, he's the reason we knew about our old uh, office. office. Space, yeah. So we had an office space. You might have seen some of the earlier videos were That's from high there season. when we talked high season. So oh yeah, sorry, it's BOS. Yeah, Fuck, I was like, man. <laughs> so many so much content you're shooting, you're like, Honestly, yeah, we videos. Went... I'm like, no, we don't ever film at our office for BAOS. <laughs> yeah, we do not. Sorry guys. So we have like three YouTube channels and two podcasts. So I get a bit confused. Yeah. So we have High Season Co, which is our social, social media, media agency. agency. Yeah. We have a YouTube channel with social media hints and tips and tricks and all that shit. Mm-hmm. So we film some there, we do a lot of vlogs, we move around. And then we have the the music stuff, which we do from here. But yeah, the high season stuff is where we went from there. And we found out about that place because of my barber. Yeah. Um, and we gave up our office space. So we stopped, yeah. we stopped the rent and contract. There's no that. point. Because um, we're like, I'm not going to go. I'm, I'm not going there. Going there. <laughs> like, and I asked him, yeah, he was there the yeah. other day because he doesn't really have a choice. And yeah. they have this thing where you can just take a bike. But what's he doing? He's not Taking working. Taking the bike. He's oh, working. he's taking the bike. I was like, so he's, like he's rocking up there. He's got a bike like on his shoulder, like a mm-hmm. push bike. And I saw him and his girlfriend. You on, get a free story. Yeah, yeah, you can yeah. use it if you. So he just must be going in. I'm like, oh, how's it been? Like, is anyone there? He's like, bro, there's nobody there. Not even the person behind the desk. Like, it's fascinating. So even Matt, we we're just talking about our co-working space that we were in. Yeah, and then we can. And this also just shows me. It's this is also when we we're talking earlier about like doing things for the sake of doing them, or just because it's always been done this way. Yeah. Um, our office even is a good example of it. Like we wanted, we wanted the space because it's kind of like nice to have someplace different like a different scenery and like sometimes you don't want to be sitting in a cafe for seven hours we like that you can meet clients there and things like that that's why we got it but there are so many people who had these offices now where they were paying this rent and having employees come there we're all digital we're all online businesses everybody in there is and now you have this empty office and everyone's still working and doing the exact same thing that they can do anyways so you spent this money that you didn't really need to you know and I think this nine to five, and I saw them working nine to five. And it's like, you don't need to be working nine to five and you don't need to be sitting at an office. Like this moment will prove, okay, look at all your companies. Did they still thrive? Did you guys survive? Or did you go under because your employees were on their laptop at home? Like what much, how much of a difference did that make? And I think that might ho- hurt co-working spaces after this because maybe people will realize, well, 
well, damn, because those rents can get into thousands. It's like, why am I spending all these thousands a month, you know? You actually, your, your job requires a physical, <laughs> requires, <laughs> requires you to be there. Put, but it, there are da- many that put don't. it down. No, no, listen to me. <laughs> <laughs> but, but yes, I that hope that hilarious. a lot of companies <laughs> uh, wake up and, and realize that they're spending all this money, money too. downtown yeah. to have an office space, a tower to have my mother, you know, works for the bank. I won't say which bank, but, yeah. but why does she still have to go to work because of paper? It makes no sense. Is she there still? Are they making her work there still? She has to go oh, there, to work still. Yeah. yeah. See my mom, um, same thing. Cause my mom now she, and she's just in this whole new world of life that she can't believe exists because she like, works for the paper in, uh, one of the papers in just Canada. And um, her, all the company shut down. Like they have full, they're on Bloor Street, shut down and moved to moved everybody home. And like, yeah, everybody's still working. All the stuff's getting done. The paper's still going out. She's in in distribution. All the paper's still going out. So she's able to manage everything from her computer at home. So there's gonna come a time where you're like, okay, I can't imagine what the rent of a off at two floors or three floors in a Bloor Street downtown Toronto oh must gosh. be. But like my ex boss, where we were in Montreal, she paid seventeen or twenty four. Twenty seven. Twenty seven. Twenty seven thousand dollars a month. So I imagine Bloor Street. I feel like Bloor Street must be fifty. At minimum. At minimum. At least, yeah, I feel like a fifty k minimum lease per month. And so, like, wouldn't she be like, oh fuck? Why do you need to? Why do we? Why are we spending to house all these people when the same work can get done at home? So I hope that that puts a little bit of a nail in the oh or the or a, a dent. Yeah. And the, oh, we have to do things this way, and people need to come. It's in. that archaic system, the nine to five. The, yeah. the boss has to be there to watch to make sure people are doing their job. It makes no sense. She did no. say though that her bosses were like on her ass in the beginning. They were like on everybody's ass, being like, "Hey, what's going on? Hey, how's it going? Like, how is?" It? And then we have other clients who are startup clients who have gotten this right forever. Who um, never time is not a factor. It's projects. You yep. get the shit that you're supposed to be done under your role is done, great. Yeah. We don't care where you are. You'd be in Bali, you'd be in Montreal, we don't care. And that's what it actually should be like. Because all man. that matters is that the work does the work get done? Then don't talk to me about anything else. Can I zoom from Bali? Yeah, I can. We're good. Happy employees are productive employees. Exactly. You know what's actually exactly. interesting? They work more. Because the problem is it's not self they can't even self regulate themselves at the time. Because they're sitting there and they'll just end up eating at their desk and working at lunch because it's kind of like you're already at home and you yeah, don't your care. Yeah, your mom's doing more work than My mom's working more than ever because like no one's coming to her desk to hang out and talk. She's not going to lunch because she doesn't feel like you need a break because it's why I don't take a break. Like I'll work legit from, which I always tell Craig, which I need to stop, which is why I like the walks. I'll do 10 a.m. to 2 a.m. is like my slot. Like I will sit and work all the way through and I've started being like, okay, you have to actually like watch something at a certain time she just close her laptop I just do not take breaks so employees would generally be doing the same thing Wow! so they're just like oh you're sick because you eat and you can eat and work on your laptop at the same time so you just don't stop really no right? one's no so. one's watching you <laughs> exactly but like they slack a lot more I know a lot of employees are hanging on Facebook all day when they're at the office because they're yeah. like F this place <laughs> yeah now you're just getting the work done yeah Olivia's saying it's crazy. Uh, he's at Desjardins, something like 38 out of 47,000. So 38,000 out of 47,000 are working from home, doing exactly, exactly what you did in the office. office. Exactly. So it's like, why spend the money on an office? And then when you're spending can do it? for commute. You are taking time out of your life to go somewhere. You get 24 hours a day. You literally get like yeah, 80 like, summers. 
If you really put it into perspective there. Sure, ever in and life. Ever in life. And you're, the extra time that you can actually, in a healthy period, spend time and actually enjoy the sun and go for a walk and enjoy a one-hour walk is being devoted to your commute back and forth and your, your nine to like ten. Is, so much of your time is out, right? So anyways, I'm a big fan of people working from home and living life. So I could go on. I could go on forever about it. But we all need to live our, live our lives. That's a great note. To wrap that up, <laughs> I like that solemn. Oh, it's and time. Serious. Solemn, solemn, and serious. Yes. No, inspiring. Ooh, I like that. All right. Six hundred and sixty-six beers. Exactly. <laughs> I, I, even better than it's point six six. That was insane. Yeah, that's amazing. Like that's that's actually pretty crazy because I was even thinking about when you when you wrote that it was like. I'm pretty sure there were some years I did. I did the first thousand in two years, but then I did other years where I'd done a thousand within twelve months. Because you did the first seven hundred in the first year, no? Uh, I mean, you did seven hundred uh, in the first year. Right? I think you're right, and then maybe yeah, something like that. Yeah, there was, it was a, it was one thousand in two years, definitely. Mm-hmm. But I wanted to see what like less than two years. It was like twenty two months or something. And then I was, it's kind of like depends how much we travel. Like if I go to a brew pub and do a podcast, and then. It's, I, I might review you taste eight, them 10, all. 12 yeah. beers and I review them all because I got friggin' some sort of OCD. So, it, it, you know, it kind of works out. But, um, yeah, that is significant. That is I just honestly like that's universe. Uh, that's universe shit right there. Unbelievable. It is, right? It's hilarious. Uh-huh. I feel like um, you guys always have synergy or something mm. going on. Oh, it's Before so easy. We, we can talk forever. Yeah. Right? <laughs> Let's do that. Let's do the um, uh, thumbnail. Sure. Before I forget, so people listening, and why, or should we do it after we finish you the podcast? You can do it after we finish the podcast. I forgot yeah. to finish the podcast first. So, Matt, we're going to stay on for the live for a second afterwards. No problem. I, I forgot the, I don't know why. I, <laughs> you forgot the other thing? I'm like, doing the thing. You didn't even say goodbye to the audio listeners. Yeah, that's true. See? Yeah. I'm messing up. I'm messing up. Uh, <laughs> Matt, this is a place, like you said, we could literally go on forever. It's just a battery, uh, battery thing. Where can everybody find everything you're doing online? Yes, Vox and Hops is available on all podcast platforms or on my website, uh, voxandhops.com. That's www.voxandhops.com. Uh, Cryptopsy, you can check us out on all social media platforms. Or you can go to cryptopsy.ca, which will redirect you to our Facebook because that's what's happening with it right now. Uh, Cryptopsy yeah. just signed a record deal with a very cool record label that I can't tell you who it is but I'm super excited about it and that's super awesome. Uh, Vox and Hops drops three episodes a week and I'm super stoked about this new thing that I'm doing where I do a spotlight episode every week uh, where I focus for one month at a time so it's four episodes out of a month on uh, different record labels. I call it the spotlight on this month I'm doing Redefining Darkness Records. It's very cool so I play a track from a band during my intro and uh, it's a band from each record label it's it's very cool it's uh, underground bands uh, stuff that uh, you should be listening to if you like extreme music and uh, I'm very proud of that so that's that's, that's Vox and Hops that's Cryptopsy and uh, check out my wife's book at Micelia Media which the link for that is available in the description I should have written it out that's okay we'll get that <laughs> fixed fine. up yeah. and make sure uh, Steve I was saying been working the whole time I'm watching you legends hey, what a Steve. mad dog and Jamie says, cheers, mates. Cheers, Jamie. Jamie is a ledge. Uh, Maddie, always a pleasure, bro. Um, I really appreciate you hanging out. Um, it's always just a good excuse to just catch up and talk shit. You, you, have, to do, you have to do the 10 influential beer challenge on Facebook that I challenge you, though. 
Yes, I have. I did see that. So you go to post a beer a day. A beer a day for ten days. The beers that shaped your craft beer lifestyle. Okay. You got to start at the beginning. The shit beers, like the bu- worst, the terrible ones, and build it up to the ones that that have shaped you to where you are today. I know these challenges suck, but that's why I started it because it's something that we can make it our own. I like your attitude. I like that you're like you're not supposed to explain it, but I will. <laughs> I I do. You I, know, like I have to. I have to. Yeah. You do. <laughs> I'm the it's first. Amazing. I'm the first. <laughs> you got to run it. You got to run it. Um, no, nah, man, appreciate you. You're a legend. We'll have you back when we do the we do the big one with all the boys, all the other uh, beer media nerds. And a park uh, session. Always. A park session would be really fun. Yeah, and then we'll definitely do some sort of uh, – that would be good to have something where we're in the park and we can and do – And we're far enough really apart funny. and we can get yeah, the, the, same, the, the same beers. So we're not sharing – we're sharing no, you know beers, what? but we're not sharing beers. There's a way to do it. So Sawdust City, who doing this beer, Sam, he has this thing where he posts on um, Instagram all the time or Twitter – he's got a neighbor he lived there in muskoka so they're in the sticks and he lives near a friend and what they they have this bridge near their house like over this little creek so they go into the thing and they put lysol and the bottle and they leave the half bottle and they have a bottle share so it's like you bring your own glass someone brings the bottle has it pre-opened and brings the lysol pours their glass leaves it there then you get the lifestyle you can clean your hands you can like clean the bottle and then take the rest of the thing so i feel like there's going to be something we could do there that is um along those lines where we can actually share beers but you just have your own glassware and you have your own sort of cleanliness protocols in between. yeah with like a barbecue a barbecue in the background to make it legal in and montreal <laughs> and that, exactly and and hazmat suit steve has to see you next week legend see you next week steve um so that'd be beautiful uh so your ledge matt appreciate you guys thank you so much for watching if you are on the youtube and listening on all of the audio platforms um thank you so much what do i say fuck i had to get into the vibe you know it's like a thing yeah thanks so much for watching and listening if you enjoyed the episode smash the thumbs up i can't tell you which way that's way Hit subscribe below. Hit the notification bell. Ding. So you know where the new new drops. Follow us on social media at BAOS Podcast. Check out the long form audio. Apple Podcasts, Spotify, anywhere you find your audio talky things. Mm-hmm. Uh, leave us a review and a rating as well on Vox and Hops on uh, Apple Podcasts if you guys are messing with it because that really helps people like us get in the algorithm over there. And I know algorithms suck, but it really is how people listen to content and uh, it it helps us significantly. It only takes a few seconds, even if you just give it the five star. Appreciate y'all. I did the follow. Is that the last thing? Yeah, we'll see you. And we'll see you in the next episode (laughs) on YouTube. I don't know why. Do you know why? Because I'm throwing myself off. Does the stuff get into you? No, I had to spray the weed stuff. Oh, that's why. Okay, I forget shit. (laughs) Guys, thanks so much. Appreciate y'all. Peace. Bye. Oh, Maddie. Get it in you. Oh, we didn't say get it in you.